Man, I was getting back into the old hits um, this past weekend at the pool. Yeah, I was in. I was. Uh, I was hanging out with my friend who's from Zimbabwe, and I was kind of, you know, introducing her to a lot of the old like funk hits. Okay, because you know, so I we was listening. To, I was listening to Flashlight and Atomic Dog, and you know, we had some <laughs> great skits. Yeah, that's my thing right there. You know, I love that uh, that old Atomic Dog, man. I played a long version of that on my way to work most mornings. Oh yeah, that's what's up, man. Look, I, when that shit come on, if first off you gotta let the cues do a little step, then right. after that everybody will jump in and start doing like a uh 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 what is that? I'm sorry, a Soul Train line. Most definitely, hey man, ain't nothing like the Soul Train line. Man, get a, couple, get a couple good bumps in going down there with some good hips on there, boy. <laughs> exactly. The, them songs are long, though. That's why I like that it works so well. Right. It make the party go. You feel me? Everybody get a chance to rock and do what they do, man. That's that's when good music was. See, we ain't got that kind of music, man. We ain't, we ain't, we ain't, we get three minutes if we lucky. <laughs> yeah, and you can't you can't do a soul train soul train line to that because. You know, with us, sometimes it takes three minutes just to get it organized. We don't miss the whole thing. <laughs> right. And it's always one person directing. No, y'all stand over here. Okay, we need this. <laughs> you know, you always got that person directing traffic, right? <laughs> yeah. Man. So, you know, hey, look, I like to make small talk, especially while we sharing the video out there. Right, most definitely. People most definitely. live on the show. But um, we got a couple folks here. What up, L? Hey. Um, you know, look, y'all already seen from the title. Y'all already seen from the description. You know, men's we 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 got some we got something in our heart to say about this whole the baby situation. But you know, really, my main man Robert came to me said he has something on his heart. He really need to get out first. So man, at, at first I'm, I'm gonna just recap it real quick. So, yeah, for those so they know what the situation know, is. Yeah, I, I don't know how you don't know, but um, the baby at his concert, I don't know where Rolling Loud what was it, Rolling Loud, right? Yeah, Rolling Loud Music Festival in Miami. Um, during his performance, he was just like, uh, he was like, yo, raise your phones up in the air if you ain't got HIV, if you ain't sucking dick in the parking lot. And like he if was coochie, really if your coochie smell like water, yeah, you got water coochie. Like yeah, he had three things he had to say, and mm -hmm. he said all three of those things. It was one of those like throw your hands in the air type of things, but it was all aimed at being uh, derogatory and uh, you know um, ex excluding to like you know people who have diseases or people who. Are part of the LGB community, you know what I mean? Or you know, oh, he said, so, if you didn't, I'm gonna read it word for word. If you didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, any of them deadly sexually transmitted diseases that'll make you die in two, three weeks, then put your cell phone light up, fellas. If you ain't sucking dick in a parking lot, put your cell phone lighter up. Right. And he did start with the women. If, if your coochie smell like or if your coochie's like water. You know, yeah, he put that in the middle. That was in the middle. That yeah, was yeah, yeah. Both of those statements. Yep. But you know, he he specifically targeted. I don't know, whatever. So that's what he said. And and and, and you know, I'm gonna let you get it off, bro. Because yes, I, I know. Well, first you of all, I want to say thank you, Chris. 
I want to say thanks to Chris and to the Men Like Us podcast. Um, if y'all don't, if y'all on my page and you ain't subscribe, subscribe onto his YouTube. You know, following. You know, what I mean, it's a lot. It's it's a it's a podcast for brothers to communicate. Um, because we are trying to carve out our own space in our own community because we have our own set of issues. It's like we kind of mm-hmm. don't fit exactly everywhere, and we mm-hmm. are widespread apart. So this kind of brings us closer, and it's also here to kill some of the stigmas that allow for things like the baby what the baby just did to happen you know this that podcast that's what the point is to try to get men out of that space of uh you know propagating those stigmas so first of all thanks chris for such short notice and having me through and helping me get this up for sure yeah so like my thing is like i hit chris up and i told him like i have a different perspective on this because a lot of people don't know like i grew up as a teenager, I was rapping and, and trying to get into the industry, you know, up until the 90s and early 2000s, I just kind of didn't want to get in the industry. Everybody who knows me know I still do music, got a studio or whatever. But the business side of it turned me off from ever really wanting to get into the industry. And so I say that because from looking at what the baby put out himself to be, there's a lot of people that I know, like I felt disappointed, like I ain't fucking with him. I ain't gonna lie. Like I, I can't, I can't even fuck with it because you either being a puppet right now, or you just stressed out from working too hard. But you ain't yourself. Like this ain't some shit I could see the baby saying. It don't fit his character or his narrative for who he is being coming up. You got to think about it. This guy worked with the Jabberwockies. He worked with Justin Bieber. He worked with a plethora of other artists in two years. He's only been popping since 2019. You know, yep. he was a freshman in 2019. This man has put in a lot of work. And it takes a lot of work. He's he show after show after show. So in, in the middle of that features an album. What, two, three albums in two years? So he's done a lot of things. I remember he used to leave his gear and his shoes after his shows for people to find that they could have. You know what I mean? He's he just the night before spent ten thousand so he could take his show all the way to the end for the people that paid for his show. Now, just to give you an idea, when he said that he paid that ten thousand dollars, he was talking to the crowd. Bold, he was facing the crowd. He was like, "Yeah, you know, I just paid ten thousand dollars. Uh, you know, did y'all pay ten thousand dollars to see me? Well, I'm paying ten thousand dollars to see y'all." He was proud of himself. He was speaking. He was directly to the crowd. If you look at the video. When he said what he said, he was back to the crowd, walking off to the back, saying what he was saying, low slow tone. If you're doing this and doing that, doing this, doing that, then you know, put your put your phones in there. If you do, it was like he was rattling off, like he had to say it. You know, that's from my perspective, right? And I'm gonna tell you why I feel like that. Just a week or two ago, you saw him with 50 Cent, mm-hmm. right? Now remember, Fifty Cent said, "I'm gonna take them up under my wing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him what I couldn't give Pop Smoke. Pop Smoke didn't get a chance to live to see, you know, and I couldn't show and mentor him, but I'm gonna mentor this young guy. And ever since then, it's been a back and forth with the baby of good publicity, bad publicity. It's been equal. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like they're trying to see which one gets him trending more. You mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying?" Like he had the bad press with the little kids when he took their stuff, but then he had the good press with the ten thousand. He had the bad press with the white dude who 
thought he was another artist and he said fuck you which was kind of medium bad it wasn't really bad it was some human shit and then now he got this bad press saying some shit that don't fall in line with who he is who he has been up until now as an artist he has a big lgbtq following i know guys who love the fuck out of him i know guys who love the fuck out of him and half the girls that i'm in love with is in love with him do you understand me like when he came out them girls was putting him on his on a fucking page and don't know him or whatever. You feel me? So he has a big following with the same community he just attacked, which is why he got to shoot through at him. There was somebody in the crowd who felt like what he said was disrespectful to the fact, like nigga, I spent my money on you and threw a shoe at him. What I'm saying yeah. is, shit. Fifty Cent. I feel like Fifty Cent got him on some puppet shit, on some puppet master shit, because Fifty Cent is never Fifty Cent is the king of controversy. Everything about 50 Cent, anybody who he's ever dealt with, him and the game had beef. Or Young Buck had stuff going on with it. Everybody who dealt with 50 Cent who wasn't above 50 Cent had some type of beef going on once they started dealing with him. Because controversy is his business model. So I mm-hmm. think he spit something in Baby's ear to say, you know, you too good. Because he's Baby up until now has been the person that you rooted for as an artist. Let's just be real. Up until this little period of time, even with the little debacles he had and the fights and stuff, you always rooted for him. You always, when you see him with his daughter, when you see him interacting with people, when you see him, you know, do the interviews, you always like, I fucks with him. You feel me? He give you that, I fuck with you feel. Me. And mm-hmm. then for him to turn around and say this is completely out of character. And it's right after he meet up with 50 Cent. And I feel like he's at a level where in two years he has been around all of the people that he idolized and now he's getting mentorship from different people and being in the face of different people i'm pretty sure three years ago he didn't think he was going to be in dj college face like he is mm-hmm. now you got 50 cent talking about he want to mentor you and i think he's soaking up what 50 cent putting in his ear and messing up his own brand in the process so i feel sorry for him but i don't fuck with it because i don't fuck with puppets i don't fuck with fake people I don't fuck with like people who don't stand up. And that's what, what the thing is about T.I. too. T.I., man, he needs to shut the fuck up and sit down somewhere. And I'm just going to leave that at that. <laughs> anybody who knows T.I., anybody who knows T.I., know how he, like, I don't know him. Clifford. But anybody who know him or who know of him and know about like how his lifestyle is, man, he need to, he need to really sit down and shut up, especially when it comes to LGBTQ affairs. He really needs to sit down and shut up. And I'm just going to leave that at that. Like, mm. you don't have no place to talk about nothing. You mm-hmm. need to sit the hell down and worry about your cases, my nigga. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And I'm going to leave that at that. But as far as the baby's concerned, I feel like that's, I feel like they're playing on that. And what I meant, what I wanted to say, the, the point I wanted to bring home with that is, is the reason that you find a lot of these artists and these people who are in the spotlight saying things about the LGBT community isn't because that's their personal feeling it's because that the agenda of that market is to keep the stigmas in place for especially the black community because they get paid off of those stigmas they mm. they, they 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 the companies make money off of us being stigmatized and being separated and segregated not coming together that's what the big fight is the fight isn't with the artists the fight is with the industry Soon as they get into that industry, that's why I don't want to be a part of that industry. 
soon as you get into that industry, you are no longer you. You have to do what people ask you to do. Mm -hmm. That's what happens. Like I've been there. I, I've had it happen to me on a local level where I couldn't do what I wanted to do anymore. People, I had to do what people asked me to do. So I feel like, you know, the cancel culture needs to be more quiet. If you're going to cancel the baby, don't talk about the baby. Like, I, I hated to have to do the podcast. I really wanted, I, I hated to have to do the live about it, but it has to be done. With the LGBTQ community, people know that it's worth money. I've worked in establishments where during Pride, they all pride it out. But when people come, those same people come and book parties or do something, they got an issue with it. Even though they're taking the money, they, they, they I'm working in the kitchen, they talking shit about it. I'm like, nigga, how the fuck is you even? You know what I mean? I got to check people because I'm like, that ain't cool. So when it comes to business, they know that the LGBT community is worth money. They they, they collectively have money. Mm -hmm. So they want that money. But they also want to utilize that. So when they know I can say something about the LGBT community, they go get mad and then I'm going to be trending. Because mm -hmm. he's trending more for this comment than he was for that 10000 he spent the night before. Honestly, he's he's yeah. trending more for the negative than he is for the positive. Mm -hmm. So if, if I'm him and I'm doing a test market scheme to see, should I be positive, should I be negative, guess where I'm going to go from now on? Mm -hmm. Because now I'm trending, now I'm popping, now I got people talking about me. Whether it's good or bad, when you're talking about them, it's popping. And you know, as a member of the media, you know, let's be real. What's going to get you more? What's going to get you more page views? What's going to get your website more interaction? What's going to give you more reach? Something controversial like this, getting it out there, spreading it out. If I'm working at TMZ, I'm I'm jumping on this story instead of the ten thousand that he spent. But I want to share one comment here um, from L. Because, you know, Elm Morton says, I respect you and what you're saying, Robert, but there is responsibility that comes with free speech and celebrity. There are consequences to uh, actions and he has earned what is coming. And that's true. You know, at the end of the day, like he got he got to take this one on the chin because he fucked up. I mean, right. the way that he talked about people, ugh, like the way that he was talking about HIV and AIDS, like and you're going to die in two to three weeks. Like, bro, yeah. what are you yeah. Right and, now. Then, and then his defense on that. Did you see his defense on his Instagram page where he was? Uh, yeah, that was stupid as fuck too. But like, that, like my fans I support the LGBT community, but my fans ain't nasty. That that's y'all nasty. You know that that was his connotation of what it is. Like like my gay fans ain't nasty like that. They ain't sucking dick in the parking lot. And they ain't got AIDS. My my gay fans ain't got AIDS because I was jugging with the dude in the front with the crop top. Wow. Nigga, like that's that, that is ignorant as fuck. That's not true. That's yeah. not how people contract HIV and AIDS. There's people who were virgins before mm -hmm. they contracted it. There's people who mm -hmm. contracted it from not having sex. That's why I shared Hope Giselle's thing. Like, that's such a fallacy. And I agree with the, the person who made the comment. Did you say the name J mm -hmm. or L? L. L. I agree. The thing about it, L, is I agree with you wholeheartedly. I'm not saying that I support him. I'm saying that I can see that that wasn't what came from him. He made a choice to be a puppet or he was stressed out, but that wasn't who his brand was up until now. So I no longer support it. Like he, he has that coming. But my main point is the LGBT community needs to cut people off more in silence than vocally. 
we need to be more like, hey, well, you know what? This is what we're going to do. We're going to not support them through the inbox. I'm going to inbox you, Chris, and tell, show you this video. And I'm telling you, he gets no more play, no more press. We ain't even talking about it. Mum's the word. Because when you shut up about it, we ain't got to talk about it. We can just keep on moving and, and not even deal with the motherfucker no more. Because when you kill him with silence, now you ain't got this motherfucker trending. Now you ain't putting no more money in this nigga pocket. Because mm-hmm. right now, everything the motherfuckers are talking about, putting money straight in that nigga pocket. Now, here's the thing, though. I don't think it would... I don't think the cancellation would go exactly the way that we would hope it would if it were silent because a lot of times people cancel, people do the right thing mm-hmm. just out of shame. Like, okay, I know I ain't supposed to be doing this, so I'm not gonna, because I know everybody's gonna come down on me hard. Like, it's already been made. Like, yo, this is cold. We don't do this. We don't, we don't support this person. We don't do that. So now I'm not going to do it because of the public shaming I'm going to get for supporting this motherfucker. But that's not how it works. How it works is, is that they do it to get the public shame and then apologize. No, no, I'm that's, talking about that's the people that, that we've come to now. But I'm talking about the people that like, for example, it's just like with the R. Kelly thing when it was like, OK, time is up on this person. Time is up on that person. We ain't listening to this person. We ain't listening to the baby's music anymore. Right. So if you say it, if, we, if it's public and it's known, like, yo, ain't nobody fucking with this nigga X, Y, and Z, then everybody, the rest of the community is put on notice, and that'll pressure some other people not to fuck with them who may be inclined right, to that, that. Nah, That's already starting to happen. Regardless. Yeah, that's so, already starting to happen. Like, he gonna, he gonna mess around and apologize, but... There's nothing, he can't apologize... He called people who have HIV and AIDS dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are not dirty. If but he's he, still going to apologize. I'm guaranteeing you he apologizes. I guarantee you he's going to learn the error of his ways, just like everybody else has, who has a publicist. <laughs> I, don't see, I don't see a quick road back for him. But you know what? Time does heal all wounds. And with enough money and enough time, he probably could come back. He probably right. could make a comeback. A collab with Lil Nas X somewhere down the line. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think there is a path back for him, but right now, right now he's gonna have to shut up and sit down. Yeah, and and, and, with, and I mean that shit. It's gonna cost him. Plus, uh, Ti. But here's the thing, though. For people like him, just for for rap artists, period. Him, Tory Lanez, like, like them ever. Yeah. <laughs> because they're playing to they're they're doing what Donald Trump did. They're playing to the lowest common denominator. They're playing to their base, and his base is the black community. And the black community can be ignorant as fuck when it comes to LGBT matters and very homophobic. Right. right. So you're playing to the your base, but is that's the homophobic. A, a lot of them are caught in stigma living. They're not living yeah. their life. It's the black people who are caught in stigmatic situations. Mm-hmm. You know who are caught in abusive uh environments you know those people who have to stick to a script yeah yeah they aren't really themselves they're sticking Mm -hmm. to a script those are the people who those are the black people who do that the black people who are living their life and who aren't afraid of the stigma lifestyle those people you know they they aren't gonna they aren't gonna stand for that and right now the the our, while our community is getting further and further away from religion, they still hold on to a lot of the traditional ideals and being homophobic 
is really something that's part for the course in this space. So that's why T.I. can step up and say what he did. And T.I., I'm not, I don't see T.I. as winning, winning all the time, but whatever the fuck he's got left of his fame, he's not going to lose because of what he said about the situation, even though it was ignorant as fuck. Right. Because he really shouldn't have opened up his mind. I, I don't really understand why he felt the need to jump up and say something on this matter and, 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 and try and defend the baby, because the baby is a grown ass man. He don't need no motherfucking defending. He can speak up for himself. And when he did, he came off ignorant and stupid as fuck. Right. But, you know, I just think this, I don't know, for me, for what I'm putting out here, man, I just think it's important to have some black male voices out there, you know, that are in complete disagreement right. with the baby, CI, with anybody else who's down with this bullshit of, you know, demonizing, stigmatizing folks. Um, you know, and they, and they playing and they playing in the yard though. These same niggas, I don't know about the baby, but I know about the rest yeah. of the niggas. And you know, we got girls in common, and I'm just gonna leave it at that. Man, and all of them ain't sis. Man, huh. I mean, huh. every single time, every single new one, I'm like, oh, okay, word. Like, I, 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 it started out sensational, like, oh, damn, him. Oh, but then I'm like, oh, shit, him too. All right, he's part of the community. Right, that's what's up. Like. I just like and what I'm saying is is that that's why I say it's an agenda by the industry itself and not the individual. And, and, and individuals the if the individuals could be who they really are, yeah, they wouldn't have that problem. But they're a part yeah. of the industry. They they mm -hmm. can't bite the hand and feed them. Yeah. It, but like, I'm like, sure. if I was part of the industry, I couldn't be the Robert Eftridge that you know. I wouldn't be able to. It wouldn't uh -huh. happen. And, and that would be on no level. I saw that early on in the game. That's why I was like, I'm always gonna be independent. I'm, I don't, I don't want the fame. I don't want the. Not that I don't want the fame. I don't want people that fuck with me because I'm hot or I'm trying to be a part of the industry and be popular. Because that comes with a price tag. That comes with who you are. You have to be who you are in private. And they'll protect you for so long until you decide to go against the grain, and then they expose everything that you thought you was getting away with. I mean, uh, Bill Cosby. <laughs> like, Every last one of You never know about anybody's dirt until they, they're not happy with you. Yeah, you're right. And they was getting you're along right. with R. Kelly. He was getting along yeah. with that for the longest. In your face. like But that dirt, everybody knew what the fuck it was. In your face. When he showed up with Aaliyah on BET when I was 19 years yeah. old, he showed up with 13, 14-year-old Aaliyah. I looked at the TV like, the fuck? Mm -hmm. And I, I remember going out to my block and talking to it with a couple elders and a couple of my niggas that was on the block and a couple of elder ladies and niggas and and because they were the aunties of the people I was kicking with. And I was like, y'all ain't find that shit weird and disturbing. Nah, you know, they did it. Their parents, her parents, they, he marrying her. And what? You don't find that. Then this nigga's older than me at the time. The nigga was like, because I'm 19, he's like 25, 30 at the time, maybe even 30. Mm -hmm. nigga, let that let that have been my niece. It wouldn't have been no, it wouldn't have been no TP2. Wouldn't have been no, wouldn't have been no bump and grind, wouldn't have been none of that shit. It yeah. would have been, been that nigga gone. <laughs> and I'd have been in jail. Y'all wouldn't see me. So <laughs> well, that's true, Barbie. I'm sorry, Barbie just West. Shout out to Barbie. She said, hey, men like TR are not what we consider pragmatic. They often use big words to try to appear 
uh, scholastic. That's correct. They do. The baby statement was a gross hyperbole. That's fact. You know, I, I mean, but the, the the issue is that that kind of hyperbole, that that going above and beyond, doing too much in your statement, being being really expressive in your statements like that, um, you know, that shit is is seen as valid by a lot of people. Like, even though he, he even though he was going above, he was saying some really crazy, over the top shit. Like, there's a lot of people out there that ain't smart enough to know that. Hey, maybe I shouldn't be following this shit. Maybe I shouldn't believe. Maybe I shouldn't take this as truth. Right, but they take it as validation. They that's yeah. why they speak it. They take they know that there's people out there looking for that validation. That's why everybody's talking about this agenda that that's not an agenda. Like mm-hmm. it's cool for everybody to do all the hairstyles. Like you got Tokyo Styles, Mia, Maya. I don't know if how it's pronounced, but she do Cardi B's hair. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, Japanese Japan do all them people face. It's cool as long as you're doing all that stuff to make these people in the forefront look good. You got people who've been writing for years and and doing things for years. There's been people who've been in the forefront who've been who've been gay but couldn't express that publicly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so now we're in a time where people don't have to hide what they're doing or don't or, or feel empowered to not hide it. And now all of a sudden it's an agenda because mm-hmm. you've been used to it being hidden from you. Yeah, you, you've been you've been used to these people being stifled, and it's not happening anymore. So now it's an agenda. No, it's not an agenda. It's just the truth being in your face now. So what are you gonna do with? It? And there's people who can't handle the truth because it shakes their whole existence and their world as they knew it the fuck up, and they can't handle it. So instead of facing it, what they're doing is they're blaming everybody else. There, it's your fault. You're doing this. You're exposing people to this. It's your fault. My kids want to be whoever they want to be. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. And on top of that, why the fuck are your kids being raised by any video? I <laughs> there's that. There's I remember, that. I remember my daughter at three years old singing "Drunken Love," and I was pissed. But my kid's mother had no problem with it. That's inappropriate for a child to me. Yes, it is. My kid don't know what she's singing. She's just saying we be all night. What the fuck is she singing that for? Mm-hmm. But that's fine. But you see little Nas X, and that's a problem. No, it all should be a problem. And how much, here's my question. How much of this stuff that you see now in the hip-hop community you think is based off of, like, the way that T.I. and the baby moving, how much of that you think is based off of Tory Lanez and Lil Nas X? I don't know, man. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Let start that one from the beginning again, man. Let me get that, take that one all the way in. Okay, so you see how Ti made his comment. Yes. Little Nas X into it, right? Yeah. And then you see how he played into the whole agenda thing. Uh-huh. And then you see how the baby said what he said, but then he also brought Tory Lanez out uh-huh. on stage for controversial. Yes. For contra- the people are using Tory Lanes for controversial attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see it. I see it. But that's that's the old that's that's the playbook that's been used for years. Mm-hmm. It is it sensationalized 
sensationalize things to keep it from being normal. Right. Once you it, once you stop sensationalizing shit and people, this just is a part of people's lives. That's when change happens. Because remember, you know, used to be. I mean, it still kind of is a little whatever, but I'm just saying, you know, once upon a time, interracial marriage was a sensational thing. Like it was right. a it was a scandal in your whole fucking county back in like whatever sixties, seventies, whatever. But like. Yeah, even in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. But you know, I it's once once you once you move past that sensationalizing shit, but they've been TV's been doing it for years. We've been doing it. It's still taboo and all this other stuff because it's, it goes against this religious dogma that's talked tossed out there. But you know, at the end of the day, um I I really do wish people like TI, people like the baby. I wish them cats did a way better job. I wish they I wish they could be a lot more courageous and just stand up for and just stand up for the rights of all black people and 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 really and really um partake in a brotherhood and a sisterhood with all black people no matter what kind of black they are not the media friendly ones cuz you know they'll give them like a, a Billy Porter somebody They'll give them somebody like that, but like, yo, the people that 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 makes your fans afraid, that makes your fans feel uncomfortable. And right now, Lil Nas X does that for some people. I don't understand why. Like his music is fucking fire to me. Right. Just, that that late that that prison song that he put out, yeah, that's dope. Right. Well, and I mean, he's an artist. You know, he 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 he's, he's being an artist right now. He's being yeah. as an artist. He's he's being the artist that he wants to be. He came mm -hmm. out. On some country fluke shit, and then decided, mm -hmm. okay, this is the lane I'm gonna carve for myself mm -hmm. because I don't have to necessarily, you know, follow everybody else's path. Because now I've opened myself up in a genre that didn't exist. And you know why Lil Nas X wins because he's good at what he does. And I think a lot of the white artists that came out before him, and I might even throw Frank Ocean in that as well, like. Just a lot of the artists that came out before that, like, hey, I'm gay and I'm a, I'm an artist, but they weren't top tier. Like, like this dude it is wasn't even, It wasn't even just that. It's like, it's like once he did that, he went, bam, I'm in your face. Like, yeah. He surprised, yeah. surprised even the LGBT community with uh -huh. how in the face with culture that he is, with, the, with yeah. the whole culture of it. And that's the thing. It's like the hidden aspect of the culture he puts on TV. You know, for sure. So he, doesn't have, he doesn't half step around it. He don't leave you to linger or think about it. Yeah, and now you're right. I mean, really, Lil Nas X, his artistry is winning. It's 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 just talent. Talent wins. If you're that good, it don't matter if you gay, whatever. You gonna succeed because people gonna flock to you. Now, I will say, Lil Nas X is is a great example of the black LGBT community really coming, stepping up and supporting because I've seen nothing but like people supporting as much as they can, all the different podcasts, all the different content creators, you know, everybody on social media standing up for this dude, you know. As they should because he put his neck out there, you know. Absolutely. And he's, Absolutely. Getting, he's getting a lot of respect for being who he is, you know. Yeah. From the people who know how to have respect, the same way Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union is standing firm behind their child. You feel me? Like, you know, you yeah, you can't, they you can't, did it. 
like they did it. I'm going to just say it like this. It, and I know I'm sorry to be a naysayer a little bit, but for Dwayne Wade, I would I would see him like I see Lil Nas X a little bit more, like more that risk. He would be more of a risk taker if this was happening when LeBron was on the heat with him and it was winning chips. Like, he's a retired NBA player who doesn't have to worry about locker room politics and his 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 endorsements and how all that yeah, shit but, is. but regardless of that he still has he still has a life to live his wife still has a career he still has a career but he's less in the public eye there's less there's less factors that he has to do there's way less risk that's what i'm saying i mean i get that but at the same time how old was his child when he was doing that i don't know you feel I, me I, yeah yeah like at what point in time do you, um, say, Daya do you, say, you know is what 14 yeah so he was probably like 10 when he was doing all that at the end of his career when lebron was winning them championships the boy yeah. was seven <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah you're right i mean because so, yeah, yeah, miami was a minute ago it no, was you no know, you can't i can't i can't hold him to that standard okay fair enough fair enough um i want to get barbie's um comment in here she put out a few ones um barbie says it's a gross disservice to his fan base who he not only offended, but he was reckless in furthering the stigmatization, I'm sorry, stigmatization and misinformation about STDs and STIs. Yeah, um, yeah. She has another one here. Um, the This agenda thing is just another way to subjugate hypermasculinity and patriarchal behaviors as the norm. This is nothing new. It's just being disguised as sensationalism. And that's facts. Uh, you know, I think I've talked about it, at least on my podcast and in a lot of circles. And Robert, you've been on the Zoom calls with us before, you know, with within our men's only chats. You know, we talk about the hypermasculinity um, in the black community and, and some of the struggles, how that affects a lot of men who are attracted to trans women and right. you know, how they see themselves and the pressures, kind of like the pressures of being a black man like that hyper masculine shit, like that shit that we have to live up to and perform to, is right. just that our white peers just don't experience a lot of times. Right. Well, they have a freedom that we don't have. And, That's true. And, they and, do. and that they their existence isn't uh their existence isn't determined by that. You know what I mean? Like a lot of us are in situations where we are not in control of our own destiny. Our destiny is in con is controlled by things in our environment. You know what I mean? When you're not able to, we're not raised even to be ourselves. We, as men, we're taught off top. Our feelings don't matter. Put yourself last. Put everybody else first. Your woman first, your mama first, your brothers and sisters first, everybody first. You come last. Because you have to provide and be there, be everything to everybody, but nothing to yourself. So we internalize a lot. We don't learn that we are important. Our feelings are valid and what we think matters. So mm -hmm. we wind up having to scream and yell to the mountaintop. And then when that, when we found a way to navigate that disconnection from our own emotions, our own feelings and getting to know ourselves on the inside, when we built this whole world around that, it becomes very fragile because now all of these people who are existing and living their life, when you're talking about men like me and you who are just who we are, no matter what, 
that's a challenge to a person who's built their whole lives around I a lot of I don't matter or I'm not or I'm being selfish if I take care of myself. Whereas for women, it's been since the 60s, you do whatever you want to do. You do feel however you want to feel. That's why within even this community, it's more acceptable for women to be in a relationship than it is for me to be in a relationship with a trans woman. Mm. It's more acceptable. You know, yes. I'm all types of wrong for, 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 for living my life how I live it. To some people, mm -hmm. I'm in a position where I can live my life on my own terms because I take care of myself. Every man is, every black man is not in that position. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of things before we even get to the stigmas that they are regurgitating that needs to be done mental health wise just with black men alone. Black people alone need to work on their mental health all across the board. You know, we need yeah. to heal from some shit. Well, you know, we have decades of, at least the way I was raised was, you don't need a therapist. You got Jesus. Yeah, that's bullshit. All you need is Jesus. You don't need no therapist. Ain't nothing, how about this one? Ain't nothing wrong with you. Oh, yeah, right? So it, it's it's a lot of ignorance and misinformation, which is the bullshit that the baby was putting out there. There's a lot of ignorance and misinformation saying that eight people with HIV and AIDS are dirty. Mm. They have dirty STIs, STDs, like it's one of them dirty diseases that's going to kill you in two to three weeks. That is I, know people who have killed, I know people who have killed themselves due to that stigma. People who stopped taking their mm. medication or, or lack taking their medication because they didn't put that first because mm -hmm. they didn't want nobody to know that that's what they were battling or dealing with because it was hard for them to accept within themselves because of the stigma. I know people walking around with it now who are not going to tell you. They'll talk up. They'll they'll propagate that stigma. Mm -hmm. I know they they got it, but they'll propagate that stigma before they'll admit that they're a part of that uh, sect of people who have contracted that disease. There's a there's a huge number of people with that disease. Yeah, number. but like they obviously ain't nobody gonna die immediately from it. Like taking medication, you'll be fine. It's not a death sentence, right? Like, HIV education is just at an all-time low, especially for a lot of cis men and women out there. In the black community, in the black community period. It's, huh? it's, it's in the black community period because it's yes. very terrible yes. part. It's real yeah. big in Africa, real mm -hmm. big in Africa. Mm -hmm. And these people are not homosexual. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's just a, ta it's still taboo, something you don't talk about here. And, you know, some, it, and it, it's also for a lot of people, they believe it doesn't affect them. It's like, well, I'm not gay, so it don't affect me. And I, it can't happen to me. That's and I, to honest, yeah, it, I, there, I'll, I'll throw myself in the pile. I never thought about um, HIV. Before I before I started learning more about it from HIV educators, like I never thought about it when it came to sex, especially when I was only dating cis women. And I came into this community, I still really wasn't thinking about it that much. And then I really started to learn a lot about it, and you know how important it is to keep yourself safe. And then I started interacting with some people who are living with it, and it's just like you know, it, yeah, there, there's a lot of education out there that needs to be had. And that's I did two whole I did two whole episodes. 
on my podcast educating about HIV because men don't know shit about it, especially right. the new trans attracted, trans amorous men who spent their whole lives dealing with cis women and then they come over here and then it's just like they don't have any education. The niggas be wanting to fuck her all the time and shit. Like that, that's some shit you shouldn't even be trying to do it, period. But it's just like they, they don't they don't practice it. They don't calculate the risk involved. No, not at all. They not don't calculate the risk involved because they have no idea. It's it's like it's kind of like people's mindset about it is out of sight, out of mind. So as long as they don't have to deal with it, mm-hmm. they don't worry about it. And then they 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 fool themselves in their mind to say, well, if I I know some people when I was coming up, like they was like, shit, if I catch it, and I I, I ain't gonna know till I'm on my deathbed. I don't want to know, you know. Like, and that's the wrong way to think about it, especially in this day and time, because it's not a death sentence. Like, there's things you have to do. Magic Johnson showed you the way. Like, for real. <laughs> there's so many other people out there now that are just living with it day by day, and they're doing all right. With My it. sister's friend contracted it in the 80s, early 90s, maybe. Been alive ever since, still alive to this day, living healthy. So, you know, it's not. It's not a death sentence. Like it's not, it's not something that you need to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. The fear of it will actually put you in a worse place than knowing about it. But Absolutely. people are, but but they want to keep black people afraid to know about it. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like it, I feel like it's specifically the black people that they want us to be ignorant about it, so we keep uh, contracting it and giving it to other people. And by the time we dodge some bullets and dodge the police and dodge all the other things that they have to try to annihilate us, we have to deal with that afterwards. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's that's just how I feel about it. You know. Well, um, no, yeah, Barbie is uh, <clears throat> is definitely dropping some uh, gems Dude. for us comments. Um, so we'll go back to what, what we were talking about by putting everybody first. Um, she says black women are also conditioned to put everyone uh, first, or put, put I'm sorry, put everyone, especially black men first. It is truly a paradigm of servicing others, but in actuality, no one is ever getting serviced efficiently. Okay, fair enough. Um, then she says there needs to be more emphasis on healing generational traumas that are passed down through pathological ways. We used to call it generational curses, which is really bullshit. It's called imprinting biases that further divided communities. And then our last post, um, last comment is, let's start talking about harm reduction within black families based on generational traumas and undiagnosed mental health conditions. I mean, really, that that last one was really huge um, because mental health is definitely, like you said before, something that's been largely ignored in the black community. And, And it's been largely ignored, but then let's be real. There's not a lot of trust in the medical community when it comes to that anyways. Right. It ain't like it's a bunch of black therapists. I'm sorry. It isn't like there was a bunch of black therapists through the right. 70s, 80s, 90s out there to just diagnose us. And we were, you know, with and somebody- to deal with our traumas and, 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 and to relate what they know to our personal traumas and mm-hmm. how deep they go. Because I was blessed to have counselors when I came home in 2015 from the, from jail. I was blessed to have black counselors. I sought out an Afrocentric uh, uh, 
rehabilitation place, you know, to get my uh to get my things together because I had to do a um I had to do through court uh, um program for domestic abuse, you know, because I had turned I myself had turned into an abuser from being uh a, being in an abusive relationship. You know what I mean? And I had I had gotten accustomed to the cycle of abuse. Mm. So I sought out uh, this particular place and I was blessed to find it because, you know, having black counselors, I got counseled on more than just what I was dealing with as far as the traumas that put me in a situation where I accepted a woman's abuse because women can be verbally, physically and mentally abusive, too. You know, I'm very big on not accepting abuse from women because of that because it, I allowed it to turn me abusive. Um, and that's how abuse works. You, when you deal with somebody who's abusive, it's a cycle that you become accustomed to, and then you in turn become abusive. So when women have been abused by men, they in turn turn abusive. You know what I mean? Because they become accustomed to the cycle of abuse. And mm -hmm. so with me going to that black uh, you know, counselors, they were able to bring me to my root of where a lot of my issues were. So I had a good, I, I to this day have a good compass of where I am mentally. Whereas I'm thankful for that because had I had white counselors who were trying to make me live up to some dreamed up standard, I had people who were real with me and who could share their trauma and experiences with me and help me navigate through my own, you know, and that helped me become the man that I am today. And I stand on it. I, I, I don't care what people think about me as a person because I am who I choose to be. And that is very important, like to have black um, psychologists and black counselors is very important because to have somebody who has that knowledge and also can relate to what you individually go through is really a guiding light when you're trying to heal yourself. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Which, um, you know, as a uh, as a black man who is, you know, trans attracted, trans amorous, whatever label you want to use that that part, finding somebody who can really understand you and where you're coming from um, can be a little bit difficult because uh, not very many therapists out there with, uh, you know, our lived experience, so to speak. Right. But, true that. True that. True that. I guess we need to go to school then, man. We need to go to school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and really, um, what a lot of it was for me was, um, I, I, well, actually, I just went and found somebody who was like very highly recommended by a lot of other trans women here in Houston. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's definitely working out. Um, hold on, probably got something else for you. Um, she says, thank you for being a front robber because the truth is when an abused person goes untreated, then they become the abusers because there was no healing of the traumas and no coping, coping mechanism. Coping mechanism. Yes, Barbie. That yes. is the most important thing, man. Like, I remember having to learn how to breathe, dog. Like, like mm -hmm. when I get into situations now, I can separate myself from it because I can take the time to understand the person coming at me with something. Like, I had a situation where a girl was trying to pick an argument with me. I didn't mm. let her get me out my hookup. I got in my zone. I took three deep breaths, came up out of it, and I told her, 
I'm not going to I'm not going to talk to you for the rest of the ride home. And she tried with all her might to try to she tried everything in the book and it, it really made her mad. But I didn't lose my cool because I learned who I control is me. I don't control what nobody else does. Mm-hmm. And to, you have to learn coping mechanisms. You have to practice. You have to practice being not abusive when you get when you get used to abusive cycles. And there's a lot of abusive things we deal with on a day to day basis that have nothing to do with a relationship, even your mother, your father, just living day to day. You deal with abusive situations and you don't realize that until you go. A lot of us don't realize that until you go through counseling and you recognize what abuse is, because a lot of us don't even know what abuse is. So Mm -hmm. we take on these abusive situations and allow them to dictate how we react every in everyday life. And you can't do that. You have to be educated enough about what abuse is so that way you can control yourself and you can understand when somebody's out of your league to deal with because they haven't healed themselves from their trauma. So, yeah, Barbie, that is the one. I mean, that shit you just said right there, (laughs) you deal with somebody that that ain't in your league because they haven't dealt with their own shit, like, that's that is the new direction of this whole of our whole Facebook group. I trumpet that shit all the time. Like, fellas, you don't have to deal with this. And it just start. I, I just start telling people like, yo, just walk away. Right. Just walk away. This person is giving you all this hell. They ain't for you. Just leave. You don't have you don't have to take them in any condition that they show up in. Right. It's only to get better to walk away. Right. Sometimes people feel like. You know, they have to take certain behaviors or certain uh, problematic thought processes with their partners. And it's like, you know, you can't just leave. And, you know, you don't don't feel bad about it because protecting your peace comes first. Right. But that's something that people have to learn, though, Chris. So here's the thing about that. Right. Like until a person loves themselves and learns what loving themselves truly is. Mm-hmm. they're not going to be able to give love to others. They're going to be seeking validation. They're going to be seeking codependency. They're not going to be seeking love because mm-hmm. they don't know how to love themselves. Like I, I run into that a lot because when I tell somebody I love them, it's free. It don't cost you nothing. It ain't because I want something from you. It's not because I'm trying to manipulate you. I love you because I love me and you're around me and you're appreciating me. So I love you. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. It's just that simple. Well, a person who doesn't love themselves, that doesn't relate to them because they can't accept that. Because I don't love me. Why do you love me? Mm -hmm. So now they have to prove that there's something wrong with your love, number one. And number two, they have to have a a reason why they're dealing with you outside of love. They have to, oh, I was only around Rob because I got this, that, and the other out of the situation. Well, guess what? I'm going to do you a favor, baby. You just took the trash out for me. I'm going to go ahead and keep moving, and I'm going to leave you right there with what you got. Mm-hmm. And then you can keep dealing with those cycles that you're dealing with until let's you grow it, up a little bit. Let's put it in the lens of the experience of a lot of trans amorous men. You know, you said around the men for certain, make an excuse to be around them for a different reason. It's coin. Yeah, they, they, they'll say that. It's your coin. But, you know, oh, wait, I, I don't even love myself. Why do you love me? There's something wrong. Transamorous is wrong. You shouldn't even like trans women like that. What's 
Why do you why do you only like trans women? Why do you wrong with you for liking me? We go through that a lot. There's the what's wrong with you? There's the whole there's there's different levels to that too, because you got the levels of the girls who feel like, well, because you're open about it, you're gonna get me clocked. Because I can navigate Mm -hmm. life without getting clocked. You see now here's the thing. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put an idea forth and I wanna see what you think, because you know. Barbie just talked about unconditional love. Or she comments. So Barbie says, you know, woo, unconditional love comes with no constraints or requirements. It's truly free of obligations. Right. And You're right. that I say, I'm not 100% sure, sure unconditional love truly exists. You have to have it for yourself before you can have it for mm-hmm. anybody else, Chris. That's as far as I can take it for you. Well, then I would say that unconditional love is very rare. That it is rare. When I say rare, I'm talking like, you know, two, three percent population rare. Um, Because here's why. Here's why. Love, love, relationships, marriage, whatever, all these things. You, you, you man say you love this woman or this woman says she loves this man. If he start, if, if, if you, the man, stop filming certain obligations in your relationship, I think she's gonna fall out of love with you. No, see, you're talking about in love. See, yeah, there's a difference between in love, mm-hmm. in lust, and love. Yeah, see, like, I love you, Chris. I mm-hmm. called you six thirty. You said, "Hey, man, we gonna put this together." Yeah, you've always been a brother to me. Mm-hmm. I love you. I don't know you from Adam's house cat. We never met in person. We chop it every once in a while. You understand what I'm saying? I've sure. even talked shit about you on my shit. But I mm-hmm. love you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anybody in this community know I chalk my shit. I keep it a buck with anybody. Mm-hmm. That don't change none of the love I have for nobody. Because I love myself. My love comes from my love of myself. I mm-hmm. love you as who you are. You don't have to change up to be that. Now, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Just because I love you, I'm not going to allow you to disrespect me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to allow you to belittle me. I'm mm-hmm. not going to allow you to take me for granted because mm-hmm. I love me first. You come after that. Whoever mm-hmm. you are, I love me first. I love God and I love me first. I love what God does and enables me to see. Mm-hmm. Every love I have comes after that. Okay. So if it's not suiting, if it's, if it's, it's not that it's not, condi- that it's conditional because I'm not going to stop loving you. I'm not going to stop wishing you well. I'm not going to stop wanting the best for you. But I am going to stop you from trying to play me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cut you short. But whenever somebody speak about you and they tell me, oh, man, like if we fell out today, oh, man, Chris, man, his podcast that took off, he, he out there with the celebrities, he doing all these, he on the red carpet. My nigga, I'm happy for you. Mm-hmm. But that don't mean, because I love you, that I gotta be all up in your shit. Yeah. My peace and my love for myself come first. So mm-hmm. when it comes to a relationship, I need you to love yourself as much as I love me. So you can understand that when I say, hey, I need some time today to focus on myself, you can understand that. That translates mm-hmm. to you because you're yeah. like this shit. I know what that feels like because I gotta get my peace too. Mm-hmm. And then we can come back together. Ain't no love loss. Yeah. So what happens is people confuse control with love. 
That's why mm-hmm. you have so many women, and not just trans, cis women too, who feel like if a man ain't controlling their thoughts to whereness they can blame them for the bad decisions that they make, they ain't loving them. Mm. There's women out here who love when I tell them. I, I test them out like this. They love when I tell them what to do. Uh, don't do that. Don't sit over there. Da, da, da. I said do this. But when I ask them and give them their free will to do it, I'm weak. No, I'm not weak. You weak because you can't make a decision for yourself. You need me. You feel like you need me to make you be not responsible for your own action. Yeah. Now, a lot of it, you know, when I was when I said there's no such thing as unconditional love, I was mostly speaking in terms of, you know, relationships. Right. Because, you know, people say, oh, you know, unconditional love is what I'm all about. You know, and this is this. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, are you prepared to love your partner through cheating? Right. Are you prepared to love your partner through a spell of unemployment? And if the man loses his job, could you support him for half a year while he finds another job? Right. Or another, you know, job at the same level. Right. You know, and and, and now, oh, well, now there's conditions, things change. Oh, I get, I had to support that man and I But that ain't love. Like like when you're in love, when when you're in love and you love on the relationship level. Yeah. It's no longer about you. Mm Mm-hmm. Or them, it's about y'all. So you have one thing that the Bible does say that is true is you don't, can't be unevenly yoked, and that doesn't have to do with what you have. It has to do with how you value life. Mm-hmm. If you value life in terms that are different than the way that I value life, we're not going to make it. No matter where we start. I could be starting off with a billion. You could be starting off with a billion. But if you don't value life the way I value life, mm-hmm. then our values are not in line and we're not going to move together. Yeah. Because we're going to have misunderstandings about how we're moving. Mm-hmm. And that's where, so it's unconditional love is unconditional love. Like, it goes both ways. So if I'm in a relationship with a woman and we both have lo- unconditional love for each other, right? Yes. Then the requirements that she has, right? Whatever they may be, like, I don't want to be stuck in Columbus for all this time. I want to move to this and I want to do that. Well, the unconditional love I have for her is even though I'm comfortable in Columbus, I'm going to try to make sure that that happens. But her unconditional love for me is going to let her, is going to tell her, I know that this man is comfortable where he's at, but he's going to be uncomfortable for me. So she's going to appreciate that and she's going to reciprocate filling in the gaps for the work that I do. So when I come in from working a whole bunch of hours at a spot that I don't feel like I necessarily would have to work if I wasn't trying to put on this, instead of her saying, oh, well, that's what a nigga's supposed to do. She gonna say, man, my baby did this for me. When I come in the door, she gonna have on a negligee, she gonna have on my bath water running. She gonna have some chicken in the pot. She gonna have some macaroni and cheese. She gonna be like, baby, thank you for being a king and making sure that our dreams come true. Cause I wouldn't never, I wouldn't wanna be with anybody else making these dreams come true but you because 
You are a miraculous dude. You feel me? That's what we as men look for. And that's what we as men don't get out of women because women are so bitter and mad because of the things they've been with with the men that they've chosen. So they don't know how to choose men. They choose what their girlfriends and what TV tell them is a man because they haven't had men in their lives. Mm-hmm. I had a man in my life. I had a man. My father was a solid motherfucker. He, 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 he was a gangster and a gentleman. He ran with the Italians and he worked at the steel mill. He married my mom. He took care of my brothers and sisters. And he knew my grandfather, who was also a hustler on my mama's side. And he owned a barber shop and ran with the Italians too. And my mm-hmm. mama, she ran and, and taught English as well as was a nurse and had the biggest heart. My grandmother was an Eastern star. You feel me? I could go on and on about the people in my family and the influences I had. Mm-hmm. But these people that I was the closest to out of my family didn't value money over people and connections and mm-hmm. positions. People now look for money, but they don't look for power. They don't look for not even power. They don't look for they don't look to people and positions as resources. Like I can mm-hmm. have all the money in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Don't matter if I don't know what the fuck I want to do with it. Like I'm sitting on a I'm sitting on a couch, right? When mm-hmm. I wanted this couch, I looked up the couch because I knew this is the couch I wanted. So I said, oh, damn, this couch costs $3,000. I got it for sixteen. I saw what TV stand I wanted. I said, damn, that TV stand like $700. I got it for two. Mm-hmm. My studio, I could go on and on with everything that I bought. It ain't the money I bought. It ain't, the money ain't get it. I knew what I wanted. Once I knew what I wanted, I went out and got it. And everything in my life, I see what I want because I wasn't able to do that all the time. I'm like, I want this. So I won't settle for nothing less than what I want. I want this. I'm going after that. I'm going to get it eventually. I'm going to figure out what I got to do to get it. And I'm going to get it at the cheapest price I can get it at to where I'm not breaking myself to get it. But that's what I want. And I'll do the work I have to do to get it. People don't have that mentality. They focused on the money. They focused on the image. They focused on what they want for their life. Well, I think a lot of that, you know, when you're talking about what people want, and I'm a, I'm, I want this and I'm going to go out and get it. I think, um, you know, we're finding now a lot of times, um, and, and obviously it's a lot of these younger, a lot of the younger girls out there like, hey, I want that nigga with all that money. Right. That nigga with all that clout, all that shine, that you know, six foot tall, whatever, dude. Like, right, I need right, all right. these things, all these boxes checked, and that's... But they don't want what's thing. best for them. That's not what's best for them, is what I'm saying. No, of course not, but we learn that through maturity and growth. Right. And, you know, sometimes it just takes people growing up to figure out what's important, what's really right. important. And, um... I'm sorry, what? I, I wish know. I could see the comments and pull them bitches up. You can. Them. You should be able to. I don't see none of them, bro. Oh, I got to hit the chat button, huh? Probably. Okay. Oh, okay. There we go. All right. There you go. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay, man. Monica. Thank you for the love, Monica and L. Okay. I see it. I see it. Yeah. Yeah. See, Monica. I'm sorry, y'all. I wasn't able to see what y'all was talking about. I see Mike and this boy. What's up, Mike? Yeah. So it's crazy how we we ended up at this point and we started out with the baby. 
Right. Yeah, and that's so controversial. That's because we ain't never had a chance to really chop it, though. Like, this is our first time yeah. chopping it, man. And, you know, I was real busy when you reached out to me before, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. there was stuff going on during the pandemic, and I had I was moving. You know, I yeah. do I do I do what I do by myself. So a lot of times I can't I can't move, but I was like, man, I've got to reach out to you and I really appreciate you for for making space and time for me today, man. Cause you know Sure, man. And I look, I like doing it. This is best like this is a great midweek show. Cause my midweek shows are definitely like flow, just kind of shit that I want to talk about. Like mm-hmm. just kicking sessions because you know. The Friday shows, the, the the Friday shows are like the real like guy talk shows, and we try to have a little bit more structured, tackling certain questions, issues, whatever that are obviously targeted towards transgenders, man. But you know, this shit is just general relationships, man. and you know, you're talking about valuing people and making connections. You know, like your grandmother being an Easter star, that's that's definitely in that in that in that wheelhouse, and you know. Um, making connections. I don't know why, man, like, let's be real. It's a lot of people in the Greek organizations that's in that shit. They got, they got into it to have those connections. Right. right. And, you know, I, I joined a mostly, I went to a PWI, predominantly white institution, um, you know, state school, but I joined a mostly white frat as well. But I ain't gonna lie. If, being in that organization put me around some people I would have never had a chance to be around and got me in situations where, you know, I in, I was inter, I interned for NASA and I showed up to my internship and uh, the head of PR is in my fraternity. The okay. head of IT is in my fraternity. Then I got four other interns that are all in my frat. So now, yeah, okay, I, I was brought in to do certain things. I helped them spruce up their little, you know, I helped them re- redo some things for the space museum and stuff. And um, I mean, for the, I was a web, web intern, so I was helping with the, redo their website and stuff. But I mean, I just I had an IT coming, hey, let me take him for, take him for a few hours. He took me down, bro, we was in the warehouse where NASA saw all the old computers. We were just busting up computers like baseball bats, throwing them <laughs> off the ground. And like that counted. Exactly. Was, like that's what I'm saying, man. People value money because you couldn't have bought that experience. You know nah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I found myself in recent weeks, because I know you probably mm-hmm. noticed, and a couple other brothers probably noticed that I've been really quiet for the past few months. I haven't really that's been for good reason. Huh? For good reason, bro. And I feel you feel me. So I'm just saying, like, you know, I've been in situations where people take the fact that I am like I am and I treat them like I treat them for weakness. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've been in a lot of those situations in recent times. And it's kind of like people value money more than the connections or people. People are your biggest resource. People. Because the right person can open the right door and put you in the right position to where you don't even need money to have what you want out of life. Money is not what you want out of life. Money is a tool to get what you want out of life. And if you can get money to generate itself, you can do what you want with your life. X. But X. other than that, money is not the biggest thing. So if you don't value all of the things that I bring to the table aside from money, then you can't do nothing with me because I'm miraculous. I feel like I'm miraculous. 
what was it? Um, I saw it was it was it was a it was a, a woman that I, I we we both might know, but I'll just say she was a black woman, and she put out there on Facebook. Um, she was like, "All right, well if I if I got my own money, what else what else do what else does a man bring to the table?" And I'm like. Well, you need the car fix, don't you? <laughs> I mean, it ain't even that, bro. I'm just sitting there asking, like, if you don't know the value of a man, why? Like, why well, do I, you I can't tell you that, and I can't teach you. I can't teach like, you. But that, that comes from them not knowing men. <laughs> Shoes, like we we all know we all know what a what a the value of a woman is to our lives. Right. What women add to our lives. How important women are. But we they don't, don't want to. They don't want to give us that no more, man. When I was growing up, man, the girlfriends I had growing up, bro, they used to speak life into a nigga. Like I was a bum ass nigga, for real. Like not, but bum in the sense of I didn't never do nothing. I didn't have nothing. I always had a certain amount of hustle, a certain amount of polish. But mm-hmm. my, I never, I didn't believe in myself. Like, mm-hmm. like now, my belief in myself is on ten. I don't need you. But that came from traumas and overcoming some shit. But I was spoiled growing up, so. You know, I was like, I was a shit ball. You know what I mean? For lack of a better term, I was a shit ball. You know what I mean? So, but girls love me, but they used to speak life into a nigga. They used to believe in me when I was when I was doing the most fucked up shit, make excuses for me. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And like, like girls still do that now. You see girls with a bum ass shit ass nigga sitting up there talking about, oh, uh, he picked the dandelion out the foot uh, out the tree for out the front grass for me he's so sweet like they will play up the little shit that they do trying to inspire a nigga right meanwhile people like me and you who may know who we are and who are confident they don't want to be they don't want to be that for us like they feel i don't know if they feel like we don't need that but we do we just ain't gonna stop living because of it but men are simple creatures we operate off of if I do something good, let me know it's good. I'll do it again. <laughs> yeah. Period. Like, yeah. if you having sex with a woman, she tell you, oh, hit that spot. Do it just like that. You're going to keep stroking just like that. Yeah. You want her to give you that reaction. She give you that reaction. Cool. If you made a sandwich and she liked that sandwich, then every time she, you piss her off, you're going to make her that sandwich. <laughs> simple. We simple as fuck. Like, we're, we're not hard. We're not hard to deal with. Y'all women, y'all complicated. We get it. But we simple. But we have insight that y'all don't have. Y'all have insight that we don't have. And mm-hmm. we rely on y'all to bring to the table what y'all bring to the table. We bring to the table what we bring to the table. And we, when you have a man that's willing to grow, you got a good thing. Because now you can tell him something. He'll, intake, he'll take that in. And it'll translate into his life because he regards the biggest, best thing a woman can have is a man who regards her input and and what she sees in life. You know what I mean? But women nowadays don't even appreciate that because all they want, they feel so independent that all they want is whatever fuels their decisions to do whatever they want to do. And <laughs> even though what they, what they want to do isn't what's best for them. You could tell them. You could break it down for them to its very smallest component, and they'll still be like, "I want to choose to do this." Because I mean, 
let's be real. And now, I, now here's here's where Chris. Now here's where Chris gets canceled. So ladies, be ready to hate Chris. But you know, don't say that, man. Don't say that, man. We all in the growth process, man. Yo, 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 your views are valid, bro. Like okay. you know me. So if it's something that's off kilter, what I'm gonna do? Just share your perspective. I'm gonna tell yeah. you exactly. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna bring yeah. it straight up, like you tripping. But your now, point is valid. Don't don't say that people gonna get mad. Let's be real. It's no coincidence that men are not choosing these this new independent woman. It's no coincidence. This is not. This is this is this shouldn't. This isn't a surprise. Men are not choosing the new career-driven independent woman. You're not gonna like what I'm. I'm 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 gonna let you finish, but you're not gonna like what I have to say after you. That's fine. But that's fine. You're you're not. I'm not gonna say you're not gonna like it, but you may like it. But I'm thinking you won't. But I don't know. That's cool. But I'm gonna let you. That's cool. But you know, look, I'm just saying that that's just that's that's just a, 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 a a reality. Is that by and large, men are are not going for it. It's bad. And, and, and men are going, but I mean, that's, I mean, that's really all I had to say. I was just going to, I was just dropping the universal truth. So, so before I say what I say, let me ask you, let me ask you how you personally feel about independent women. Um, I feel like a lot of independent women, I feel like a lot of times they want to be pretty much, they want to be the nigga. They want to be the leader. They want to be head nigga in charge. They don't, they don't want to listen. They want to. They don't want to be led. They want to lead, and you know, a lot of times to be a success, to be successful in a lot of these male-dominated spheres, it requires some people to take on masculine traits. So now they're coming along with a lot of these masculine traits, spheres, and men want a woman that can be a little bit more amenable, cooperative, that's willing to work with them, and ain't looking down at them if he is if he isn't making as much as she is. Because let's be real. Black women, very large demographic in, in colleges now. Black men, not so much. We go into prison, they go into college. So, you know, black man who's average income earner is now, now I'm not shit because I'm making average money. And I, when I say me, I'm talking just about black men, period. Right. Just black man, period. You know, it, it's really like, a, you know, I'm not good enough and I'm not on your level now because, but I bring so much more to the table, like we were talking about before, than just money and being a good partner and good head of your household, a good protector, all of those things, you know, um, there's just a lot, a lot more going on there. And, you know, it, it really is that, you know, people don't, people, People call it settling to, you know, get with just a regular ass dude who has a job and ain't into no shit. And, they, you know, he may not be the richest motherfucker on the block, but he'll do right by you. Right. And he'll protect you and raise and, and be a good father to your children and all that shit, you know. Right. Um, but so I, I really just think it's I, I don't know, man, whatever it is, I'm just saying, you know, you can head slap all you want, Barbie. But they're not being chosen and there has to be some reason behind it. And we can always look to the men as a reason why that's all I'm saying. I feel yeah. I'm, I feel you. And I'm going to start this off by saying, <laughs> I'm going to start this off by saying, I feel you. Mm-hmm. And you are correct about the dynamic. You're, you're correct in what you're saying overall, but 
where your where 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 you need where I'm I'm not gonna say where you need to change. Where my mind has changed on the subject is is that it isn't them that needs to change. Mm-hmm. It's us. Mm-hmm. We need to change. See, I before I say what I'm gonna have to say, I'm gonna have to give a few shout outs. I'm gonna have to give a shout out to Sierra Norris, who's my cousin. She's a wonderful lawyer. You know what I mean? I have to give a, 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 a heavenly shout out to Karen Hernandez. You know what I mean? That was her. She married her husband. That was her last name for a while. But Karen Williams was her given name. Uh, lawyer. I got to give a shout out mm-hmm. to Freddie Eskridge, my mother, uh, a, a, a strong black woman who, you know, raised four kids and was a licensed practical nurse with psych specs and chemical dependent specs. Mm-hmm. I got to give a shout out to my niece, Sarah, who's a strong black woman, worked through the pandemic in Texas. You know what I mean? What I'm trying, Julia White, my sister, been in a service always made her own way, influenced me, taught me about George Clinton and Frankie Beverly and Mays and took our little brother to New Heights mentally and told me I needed to have a new normal when I caught my case for punching my baby mom in the nose and I was out of character for myself. She didn't stop loving me, but she didn't tell me I was right. Mm -hmm. These are strong women. Mm -hmm. These are independent women. But independent women need love too. Mm-hmm. And we, as men in the black community, we have a bad habit of instead of empowering our women to succeed more, we try to drag them down to fit our level of comfort. Mm-hmm. So we sit there and we say, well, I'm comfortable with myself because I do these things. I have a place. I have a car. I'm not in trouble with the police every day. So you should love me because I'm this guy, right? Mm -hmm. I'll protect you and I'll take care of you. Yeah, that's good. But when you're talking about what you want for your life and what these women want for their life and what options they have in front of them, Mm -hmm. are you willing to bring something to the table to elevate that? If you want to be the leader, even if you don't have it, you still have to elevate that. See, pimps always elevated their women to a level that they never thought they would reach, which is why they always had a psychological advantage over their women, which is why a lot of these women choose nothing as niggas as opposed to niggas like me and you, because men like me and you always expect them to accept us where we are and we don't show them how we how they how we can level them up if they fuck with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's not them, bro. It's us. If you messing with a woman that's making all that money per year, mm-hmm. instead of judging her for how she make it, show her how she can make it and enjoy her life. It's not about how she makes it. But look, I, I get you. But I'm just mm-hmm. saying in general. I'm not. That's for you. But every man yes. don't think like that. Every man, especially in our community, mm-hmm. don't think like that. A lot of men judge women for how they get it. So what mm-hmm. I'm saying is, is even in the cis community. Okay, so like, um, Stephanie Chubbs Jones was 
she was something political in the city I grew up in. She was good friends with my mother. She also had a husband who was a street hustler. You never would have figured them two to be a married couple because mm. she was a very prominent figure in my city as far as politics was concerned. Her husband owned a bar in East Cleveland that I used to work for through my mom because I needed to do that to pay for my first album, right? Mm -hmm. But the way that the, back in the day, it's always been these white folks will always feed our women before they'll feed us. You understand what I'm saying? So they'll always make sure our women are in a position to be fed. Like they'll always pay our women. They'll always take care of our women. That's why you'll see a lot of our women go over to them because they get treated in a manner that they're unaccustomed to by us because we're not able to provide that. And we get mad because we're not able to provide them. The mm -hmm. thing is, is that we, in those dynamics where you had these guys who were back in the day more street dudes and then you had the 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 the, the women who were more professional they worked together with both entities even my parents my father was a street dude my mama like i said she was english teacher worked in there my father worked the steel mill but his name was earthquake he was also a hustler pool he played pool he hustled people he, he loan shark people he ran numbers you know what i mean so they worked together there was no jealousy he was able to lead because he was able to enhance my mother's life mm -hmm. and we as men we have to take the role to wherever we're at if our women we have to stop being so selfish and saying well i only bring in this and you only bring in that and you bring in all of this you have to be able to say, okay, I know you bring in all of this and I only bring in that, but if we bring this together and we do this, we can have this. Yeah. And when you, you're not going to find every woman who's going to just take on to that, but you're mm -hmm. going to find a woman who's going to say, you know what, Chris, I believe in you. <laughs> Listen to me. See, right. There's only there's only a few, just like you said. There's only yeah, no, no. Let me, Robert, let me clear something up real quick, just because people don't understand why I'm talking like I'm talking or how the, how I approach this stuff. Right. I approach this stuff in defense of the average everyday guy, and I get that. And I am not in that category, but right. the guys I in my that. group are, and I I fucks with them. I'm in the top 10% of earners, period. So I'm not in that world. I'm high end. I know what you're saying. Right. There are a lot of guys that I know who work regular jobs, you know, are, are out there doing their thing. And, you know, they're like, all right, well, they're, they're some, they come, they, I'm sorry, they express their frustration sometimes in the fact that they can't get any looks from anybody because they're not a high earner and they're not that dude making pretty much what I make. But they have to work on themselves is what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not, when I say Chris, I'm not saying Chris, let me get that straight. No, I'm not, I'm, I'm clarifying it for the people. For in the, the people who watch it, right. Cause I know where you stand brother. Like, I mean, yeah. I want to be like you when I grow up, <laughs> but I'm just saying like, I'm just saying for those guys, I'm speaking yeah. for those guys too. I've been that yeah. dude. And I've sure. been that dude that girls love while he was at girls love me more when I was at the bottom than now that I'm in. And what you're saying is a good point for the guys who are in that 
forty to sixty thousand dollar range because you know that is the new that is the new kind of dynamic really is that women a lot of times black women will be making more than the guy and right. maybe and for a lot of guys I've I've been I've been absolutely floored by some of the men, and I'll tell you offline. But I've been floored by by some of the names that I've heard of men who had a problem with their girl having more money than them. And I'm like, yo, I'm in the top ten percent of earners, and I dated women that are in like the top three percent of earners, and I didn't have a problem with that at all. I'm like, that's cool. Right. The thing is, is like, you know, you got you got two types of dudes out here. You got dudes that want to take advantage and dudes that want to rule shit, right? But yeah. See, I feel like I'm a, I'm a third. Mm -hmm. I don't care what you got. Like, I got to rock with you as a mm -hmm. person. And you have to step up your game to the point where you know who you rock with internally. Because if you got somebody who rocks with you internally, you will have everything in life that you're looking to get. You'll mm -hmm. have that. Regardless of the money, you'll have everything else you need in life to be happy. Happiness doesn't have a price, bro. Yes. It but, has no price. So Robert, I'm saying that these dudes, dudes got to step up and they mm -hmm. have to support the woman that they love. If they love that woman, it shouldn't matter that she make more. It, it should be like... It ain't, about, it ain't about how much she make. It ain't about how she make it, Robert. It's about a lot of the attitudes and personality traits that and are attained during the process. So no man wants to have to fight his woman for leadership in his relationship. But you shouldn't be one. A, a man shouldn't want to be a, a man shouldn't want to be the leader in his relationship. That's the problem. Right. You shouldn't want to be the leader in your relationship. You should well, you, you, have to, listen, 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 you have to respect you have to respect your woman's mind just yes. as much as you respect your own mind. You mm -hmm. have to respect that because you want respect, right? Yeah. You want you don't yeah. want your woman to talk over you. So mm -hmm. you have to not talk over your woman. You have to take yeah. in what she said. And then you have a partnership. It's about a partnership. Mm -hmm. It's not about who leads. It's about what idea is best and how do we make it happen. Mm -hmm. That's all it's about. I mean, that's that that's a great that's a great um idealistic view, I guess, or, or picture perfect view of two mature minds coming together. But, you know, these young guys, and I'm just saying these young guys that, you know, come back to me, they're, you know, constantly complaining about like, yo, I'll say it like this, because I, I know this might, you know, trigger some other things with some other folks here, but it really is, you know, we're, we're talking about, when you're talking about your family, your mom, your dad, whatever else, we're talking about, you know, old school, traditional people, old right. school, traditional people who understood their role in the household, understood what the fuck they needed to do to get the job done, to raise these kids, support this house, you know, Batman, Robin, we tag team in this shit. Right. Cool. But I think people are viewing traditional through uh, idealized lens. And it's also a little bit of stripper culture tossed in there as well. Where it's like, man, need to pay for everything, period, and I pay for nothing. And, and that's not how man, we do all that, and and I just sit here and look good, and that's all. And that's I not do. how it's gonna be, but that's right. that's due to trauma. But that has evolved over time due to trauma. So you have to yeah. erase that trauma first, because at the yeah. end of the day, those girls aren't happy. 
Mm-hmm. Those girls fall in love with things that don't love them. They're mm-hmm. surrounded by people who use them. They're surrounded by men who use them and who don't bring anything to them. So first, you have to get that inner thing together in them. And sometimes you have to leave them girls alone and lead them to their own devices for them mm-hmm. and let them fall so they can get it. And mm-hmm. pray that they come back and say, you know what? You knew what you was talking about. I ain't know that you knew what you was talking about, but I know what you're talking about now. Okay, girl, come on, let's go. That's why I plant seeds the way I plant seeds. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I plant seeds so they can grow. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't control how they grow. You feel me? I plant the seeds and I pray that they grow. And if God blesses them to grow, cool. If he don't, I'm living life. We push yep. forward. We going ahead. Right. And that's the, that's the thing, you know. I I tell other guys as well is you know. Like, like I said before, protect your peace. Protect your peace. And that's what you should yeah, be telling these young cats. If these young cats is coming to you with this, you should tell them, just like I'm telling this podcast, you the one that need to do the work. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what these brothers is not getting. They're not getting somebody telling them, nigga, no, it's you. You got to do mm-hmm. the work. You can't fault her for being successful. You have to step up and come up with mm-hmm. a plan to take that success to another level if you want her to realize yeah. you. Again, it ain't about the success. It's no, personality. it is. Because success, success is yeah. different to everybody. See, success isn't money. Success isn't yeah. clout. Success isn't a position. Success is fulfillment within your life. That's cool. I'm That's successful cool. right now because I love my life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You can't yeah, tell you. me about my success. All so right. what are you going to do to make her life successful? What are you going to do to make her life happy, to make her mm-hmm. life better? What are you going to mm-hmm. do to make that better, bro? Like, that's mm-hmm. what it's about. Like, you got to tell these dudes to step up because they trying to, dudes try to take advantage too much, man. Mm-hmm. Like, for real, it's even competition in our own community because motherfuckers want to outdo the next dude or be this dude over that dude. Mm-hmm. All of that whack-ass shit, man. I had, to, I had to block and cut off a motherfucker for playing me like that you know what i mean yeah so yeah us as men we have a lot of work to do internally and externally and we can't be afraid to do that work that's all i'm saying and people like me and you we owe it to anybody who's looking to us for advice and guidance to keep it a buck Mm -hmm. with them and tell them you need to step it up and i'll show you how you need to do it Mm -hmm. that's what that's what we owe them chris I feel you on that. And, um, you know, I definitely feel you on that, which is why, you know, again, knowing when to just cut and run is really the biggest. This That's the one thing the young guys miss. And they get they they beaten. They slam their head against the wall dealing with a certain caliber of female that ain't for them and ain't no good for them. They just need to walk the fuck away. Right. It, it ain't gonna work, Playboy. It ain't never. No matter how you try and spin it, it ain't gonna work. And uh, you know, I'll I'll put this comment out there. Come on, let's do it. Uh, oh, hold on a second. <laughs> Sorry, I got a phone you knew, call. You knew Barbie wasn't going for that shit. Oh, <laughs> look, I already I already said I was gonna gonna piss some people off and and get myself canceled, but that's fine. 
You know, <laughs> you ain't gonna be canceled, man. You just you <laughs> go together. You, you yeah, you, you, you a politician. You represent the people. You know, <laughs> me, me, I represent me. But you, yeah. you speak for people who ain't even in the building because you wasn't even speaking yeah. for yourself. You feel now? Me? The thing is, like I've had friends like Chris. Why you be saying that stuff? Like why you be talking like nigga? You ain't broke. Why you talking like you broke? Like dude, because I'm representing all the brothers out there that don't begin the honest shot because of what money they do or don't, what, what money they don't make. When, you know, I'd be like, yo, you're more valuable than what's in your pocketbook, bro. Like you exactly. are a man and you can be a good husband to somebody, treat somebody well and enrich her life and support her. And, and, okay, now she's the lawyer and you're, I don't know, the bus driver. You know, do what you do, do your honest day's work. But at the end of the day, y'all working together to, to build something greater. And she got a bigger piece of the financial pie, so what? Like, right. Real, realistically, that's what the fuck it is out here, you know? So we gotta learn how to live in this new dynamic. But, you know, a lot of times uh, uh, there are some guys out there that, you know, um, I'll say it like this, there are, and I, there are some women out there who make more money than their man, right. and they look at their man like he's less of a man because he makes less than them. But that's because all they're focused on is the money. For sure. Now, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question, Chris. What's more important in your life, your money or your position? What's the What's the most What's the yeah. most? Huh? <laughs> I said the position in, in, in which in which space. It doesn't matter which space. Your position, all of your positions are because you want it to be in those well, positions. So, I'll say like so what's more here's the question. What's yeah. more valuable to you? The money that you have or the mm -hmm. positions that you're in? If somebody told you, look, mm -hmm. I'm going to take all the money in your bank account today or I'm going to take all the positions in life that you have, which one would you choose? Ooh. That's a tough one, man. That's a tough one. And I have to be honest, bro. A lot of people who grew up poor are hyper focused on money. Hyper I care about that. I asked you a specific question, brother. You ain't dodging this one because nah, I'm lesson think, motherfuckers about money. And I need you to be. I, think I, would, keep, I would keep my check, bro, because everything else I could rebuild. No, I'm saying not your future checks because your two future checks are off of your position. I said, I'm going to take all your money. Oh, you're talking about the money, all or the money that you have yeah. right now. I'm gonna take yes. all your money mm -hmm. or I'm gonna take all your positions in life. Which one you go choose? Hmm. Which one you go choose to build yourself back up from? Oh, now I take my position. Exactly, because yeah. your positions is what got you your money. Yeah, of course. Of course. So yeah. your position is more important than your money, right or wrong. Because people fight for their position when they broke. The baby yes. didn't rap. Making millions, the nigga mm -hmm. baby rap because he wanted a position in rap and he knew what position he wanted to do. Yeah, everybody who does does whatever they want to, they chose a position. Tyra, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I he hate, said, yeah, Tyra. Tyra. He said that. <laughs> but you heard him. He said that position because I said you weren't getting that money. You have to rebuild your position. Yeah. You with the money you got right now, you'd have to take that and be like, okay, I I got to get another position. Or For those of you that don't know, you can, Tyra, the, you can get the money back. You can't get the position. Just I'm like if somebody come to rob me, they can have whatever yeah. I take. I can get that shit back. I can't get another life. You're right. You're right. And and Tyra, I'm I'm gonna get you back for that. <laughs> I'm gonna get you back for she that. Know you. She know no, you. She know you. She do because <laughs> no, we had. She was 
we had a lot of fun out there in Atlanta. She showed me around some after hours spots and shit. I want to go to Atlanta, man. I ain't been there since I was just sitting there being there. Huh? I ain't been there since 2001. I want to go to Atlanta and cut a fool. Man, they got those beautiful girls down there that I want to meet and say hi to. Well, wait until later. Like later, I'm I'm thinking about moving down there in um like October, early November. Yeah, if you do hit me up, man, I'm coming to visit, nigga. Lay out the motherfucking spare room, my nigga. Yeah, later, we coming to fuck up your hood, cause you come do that too. I got the motherfucking spot, nigga. I got the motherfucking. We can throw a party. I buy a pole for the basement. I got the DJ equipment. We got it. But I'm coming down to Atlanta if you move down there. <laughs> oh, yeah, hey. I used to live down there. I just went back. Yeah. Um, I, I used to live there, man. <clears throat> and really, it was it's crazy because I, I, I was there and I had like absolutely zero interaction with the trans community. Like I was right next to this place called the Darlington. Apparently, that's where all the girls was at. I didn't even see, I don't even remember seeing one. I used to get my hair cut on the first floor of that building. That's wild. And, uh, but ATL is dope. It's a different day now, though, because all the girls be moving in. The girls from everywhere yeah. be moving in. You know what, though? I went to, like, this little strip strip event at uh, Tokyo Valentina. Okay, yeah. I've seen that online. Yeah. I'm going I'm to um, do a whole... So what I'm going to start doing is it's going to be a... We're going to start doing reviews of that shit, so... But you know what I wanted to do? I've been wanting to do for a couple of years, man. I want to yes. do. A, I want to do a night where I want to do two things. I want to do a thing for the brothers where we go down there one time and just get a bus and get all the dudes from everywhere and we just go down there and you know bless the girls. Just go down there and trick off whatever. Just spend bread at the really? little strip spot, whatever. Support our people. But I That's also cool. want to do a like like a skate night or a or a or a, or a bowling night or something just fun where motherfuckers can just kick back and just us and the girls go hang you feel me because we be yeah. online so much with that shit i've been trying mm -hmm. to put that shit together for years you, you can ask story you can ask mm -hmm. anybody but i can't do it by myself like i don't know how to get sponsorships or none of that shit and i know mm -hmm. that like for something for an event like that we could probably mm -hmm. get some sponsorship from some liquor spot or something and put something together where it's a mutually friendly environment where people could come from everywhere because i'm not part of the ball culture you're not part of the ball culture we're not a part of like the gay culture like where we go to all the motherfucking events i go to some shit sometime but i'm not that just ain't my that ain't my lane you feel me like i could exist in that lane but that ain't my lane i want to make a lane where we can just you know chop it up get to know these people that we've made these relationships with and just have an experience and a fun event at yeah. least like every year where we could just all come together and do something, you know, like a family. It really kind of sounds like BTAC, like but you just add a bunch of like dudes that, in it, really, because they got that conference in Dallas every year called BTAC. Yeah, but that's a conference. Like everybody's there to talk about issues and do all that. I want it to be something where we just going. Not something, not something that's set up for, because like here's the thing. I feel like yeah. set up into two things: either conferences or sex, like like meet at a bar or go to a ball. Go, you know what I mean? There's yeah. no, we just going to hang out and have an experience and kick it with these people that we know and see them face to face and have a vibe. We go bowl, we put up teams. Yeah. We can have teams like. Us against me, you, Troy against yeah. these girls, or 
a combination of girls. We could do all mm -hmm. types of stuff. Like when we could just go do a skate, go skating and just be ourselves and just kick it. Not, not with no trying to get up in somebody's face and be all up in mm -hmm. their face or trying to see what they work with. Not, not none of that. Just, yeah. just a community building event. You know, something that builds us yeah. together as a community that fosters growth of healthy relationships. You know what I mean? No, I look now. Here's the thing. Um, really, and and that's see, that's the that what you just talked about is the 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 unrealized potential of these Facebook groups, right? Like the T Valley and the Trans Action Group, and there's some other groups out there. But like these groups, they really could work for the betterment of the community and organize these kinds of fun events. But instead, they kind of just turn it like. But I've been trying to do this, Chris, since Tag. Since I joined Tag in 2016, oh, wow. I was, I've been trying to do this since then. Yeah. That's how I wound up. That Me having that conversation, trying to do that, is mm -hmm. how I met Troy, how I mm -hmm. met Ken, and how I met uh, who that crazy motherfucker, uh, Jay Green, and all of <laughs> them. <laughs> like that's how I met all them. Like, like yeah. it was a girl who's like, man, these are the dudes you need to talk to if you want to put that together. Yeah. Me and Troy been rocking ever since then. Me and Ken D, we still. I mean, cool. bro, we had something like that here in Houston uh, when all the guys came down to Houston. Like, it wasn't the guys and girls, but that first night you talking about with just the fellas having fun and just cooling out with each other. All because before everybody came here to Houston, it was just. I never met any of these. I only met one of these dudes in person. Everybody else had met in person, and um, it was definitely dope. It was, I'm, I'm, bro, it was a different feeling to roll out with a with a posse. Right, right, oh, right. right. And y'all right. we, we, we need to put that together. We need to put together a men's night where we go to the strip club and go be niggas. Yeah. And then we need oh, to put together that. an event. And we, we got to put uh, together an event where yeah. it's all of us, the girls, yeah. and everybody. Yeah. And we just vibing like we could have um the lioness and Miko and all of them, like just all the girls who are willing to come down to that event, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And just you know, have a skate night or a bowling party or something where we all just get to meet each other and vibe, you know what I mean? But we need to have a men's kind of thing where mm -hmm. we can just vibe together so that way we yeah. don't have. Like yeah. certain when we have the event with the women, where we have certain people who ain't on board with just being cool, because you know it's a lot of dudes who's at different levels of attraction and different levels of. So we have to get that brotherhood together first and fill mm -hmm. each other out, and then go do that and be like, look, when we go down here, this how we operate. But we just making sure the girls is comfortable. We making sure we cool. We making sure we having this experience. You feel me? Yeah. So, you know, we need to do that, man, especially with as many people as we lost from 2020 to now, man. We need to make some memories, bro. Uh, Barbie, you cannot be more wrong about that. I wish I wish that were the case. Barbie says it's too many chiefs, not enough Indians. The problem is no one's able to organize, delegate, and execute. Really, the look, and, 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 and Robert, you know this because you win, you're, you've been in You've been in a, a you, you've been in a, a group or two dedicated. I've been a bunch to of them. Yeah, I've been in a I've been in a few. I've been in all the groups, man. Since so, 2016. But you know, 2016. You know 
those groups get big. You end up with you know a couple hundred bros up in there, two, three hundred. Right, but the girls there, had all them. Dudes and then you got like they talking to trying to get them to learn off us. So they no, 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 no. I'm talking about the men's only groups. The men's oh, only. Yeah, group, yeah, yeah. They get like a couple hundred dudes up in there, but then out of that couple hundred, it's literally only like. After a while, it's only like maybe twenty people that's commenting, liking. Right, like, right. Because they, they all trying to, they, they, trying to go start. A lot of them dudes they are trying to get to know us to know what girls we know. You feel me? Uh, yeah, that too. They be trying really. to they be trying to look at your page or trying to get you to vouch for them for girls. Like I done had niggas come and be cool with me to try to get me to vouch for them. Man, I just wish it was. I wish it was more dudes that was active that was willing to do shit. And that's why, like, you're starting to see more guys pop up on on YouTube. Uh, it's it's a couple dudes from my from my men's only group that uh, they started up their own YouTube channels. Another brother just started up his own podcast. I'm like, yo, we need more voices. We need more dudes that's gonna do shit. So get the fuck out there and do something, like, because there's too many cats that they join these groups and they just sit back. They don't do nothing. You don't hear from them ever again. They join and they just sit. They lurk. They don't. I mean, I wish it was more cats that was out there about about this action yeah but, they, but but it comes it comes from us supporting them too though for real yeah, for real, yeah. For real. because because you know you know when they get in them groups with us th there's also there's just so many things with this community though because you got some dudes who just aren't who they supposed to be or aren't who they say they are so it's a lot of things that go on with this group but it's like we gotta lead by example, Chris, that's all I'm saying. Like we gotta, mm -hmm. we gotta take the four or five of us and put that shit together, no matter what. You know what yeah. I mean? The same way that these girls put up ads, nigga, we can put up an ad that we put we, we have in this party. I mean, just being yeah. real. I mean, we can put an ad up in that same spot that just like Tokyo Valentino do. We can yeah. put up an ad and say we're having a trans amorous get together with this, that, and the third. You know what I mean? And we can lead that yeah. and we can secure that and make sure that. Everybody enjoys themselves and ain't no fuck shit going on. You know what I mean? So sure. I'm just saying I ain't worried about the numbers. I'm worried about cultivating the culture so that whoever comes in behind us can keep that culture going. Mm -hmm. We have to start the culture though. Well, really, um, you know, for 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 the men like us tribe, and I'll, I'll bring Barbara's comment back up in a second. Um yeah. Uh, yo, dude, we're, we're doing volunteer events and shit. Like in November, we're working with the Brooklyn Ghost Project and we're getting men to come out to New York and help serve trans women for their Transgiving event. Okay. And brothers will be out there showing up in person. Like we're, we're, cause the one complaint that I had earlier this year is, well, you know, we see y'all on the internet, but we don't see y'all. Y'all not at the right. events and doing this. I'm like, all right. And while a lot of guys, some guys say, I don't want to go to events because I've had violent experiences with events, you know, that's cool. But I think, you know, getting these volunteer opportunities started up is great. Um, you know, showing up to stuff like the National Trans Visibility March will be cool as well. But here's another thing. 2020 was a whole year lost. Right. 2021 is like kind of half a year lost. So like, you know, really a lot like these groups, a lot of the guys that have come into this space haven't had a real opportunity to show up to a lot of these events and like show up to the, you know, the, the National March on DC 
and this visibility march, whatever, you know, like 2020 was just gone. Cause I know like I, I my first podcast I started in like 2018, I was totally going to do like, um, I'm like, all right, we did, we did the podcast for you. Now I'm ready to get out there and do it. And then, you know, the world kind of just shut down and um, you know, it's, I think there's going to be a wealth of dudes that will be interested in showing up, but you know, Hey Barbie, appreciate you uh, giving out the information for this event. The trans, the national trans visibility March is October 8th through 9th in Orlando. And she's a part of the steering committee. It would be great to see our faces there. That's good and well. Um, and I will happily, uh, well, I mean, this is all my shit now, but I'll tell the guys about it. And if anybody can get really? out for it, great. I mean, I'd love to get that too, because I don't get a lot of that type of information. Like when stuff happens, I don't mm-hmm. I don't I don't really get a lot of that information until after it's over. And I'm yeah. not of the I'm not of the financial capability where I can just jump up and do things mm-hmm. like I'm either working all day or saving up for something or something of that magnitude. So sure. the fact that that's in October, I can, you know, make sure that I can do some stuff. But I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm a part of the group, mm-hmm. but I'm not the inner circle of the group. I'm not the inner sanctum of the group all like that at this point in time. Yeah. You feel me? Like, I'm really just not that dude. So it's like, you know, I, I, I rock and support everybody, but like my main focus barbie is fostering and has been since 2016 is trying to develop a a a, a space that fosters healthier relationships between men and trans women especially trans amorous men and women because the the i've watched the selection and the the options for meeting trans women change you know, when I was coming up, man, the only way you could meet a trans woman was on the block of through an ad. That was it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Now we got groups and now you got a younger generation that is more accepted and has relationships and has healthy relationships, regardless of all the other things. And so it's like to push that thing forward, I feel like we need to have spaces where we can just hang out, chill kick it mm-hmm. get to know each other get to know who these people are as a person instead of just online and beefing because when you when you see somebody in person when you get to know somebody in person and you get to feel they vibe in person it's a very different thing than when you just look at what they post online or look at what they do you get you get a feel for a person like i remember the first time like I used to think Drea Logan was mean as fuck. <laughs> I did. Like when I first when I first joined the group tag, she used to be in there and she used to give me hell. She mm. used to, you know, when you when I first came in that group, everybody was just like, Oh nigga, you just a chaser, you just this, you just that. And so they hit me with this sideways action. And people that you know. I have a way with words, like the way I talk and the way I write are sometimes be different. Like you talking to me now, I'm comfortable, but mm-hmm. I have a very wide vocabulary and I'm very good at expressing myself. So she used to come at me. She used to come for my neck on, on everything. I saw her live one time and she was talking about her life and some experience she had. And I, I had a whole new respect for, her. I didn't even know she was the same sign as me. Like, over time, that's my dog. Like I fucks with her. Like I support her. I, I 
I support her as far as her mental and her vision and what she's done with her life and the people she's touched and helped grow. You know what I mean? She's very supportive, irregardless of her her position with uh with her business. She's very supportive of healthy relationships between trans amorous men and her and, and women like herself. So for her to be in the position she's in and to be uh so adamant about having a healthy relationship, and then I look at her daughters and they have these healthy these relationships with these guys that isn't just about uh isn't just about image. You know what I mean? Like that speaks volumes to the leadership capabilities that she had. And if I was just to judge her off of what started out to be, I wouldn't have that feeling about her as a person. You understand what I'm saying? So I feel like it's very important for us to foster friendships in this community mm-hmm. as well as um as well as just you know talking online and everything else it's very important that we you know have a space where us as trans men and the women we are attracted to can come together aside from just trying to get at each other like supporting each other because we're still a small community yes it needs to be nine yeah we need to bring this small community together so we can at least feel big one day out the year you feel me now here's the thing though here's the thing though fam you know i would say there is a vocal group who who uh okay i'm sorry there's a vocal group who benefits from men and trans women continuing to have an adversarial relationship. I, I get that, but this ain't for them. Okay, fair enough. But I'm saying those that that vocal group has status, power in this community, and sometimes people feel like, okay, well, I have to play the politics game if I'm going to succeed in a certain way in this space. So in order for me to succeed, I can't be around those dudes or I can't be with this whatever movement they're trying to do to bring whatever this is that they're trying to do to bring people together. I can't be around that because these girls say that all men are bad and I have to rock with the all men are bad club or else I won't get help from these girls. But you see what you're doing right there? Yeah. What you're doing right there is exactly what cripples us as a community Mm -hmm. because we haven't even started to do it yet. Yep. But you have the answer for why it won't succeed or what to look yeah. out for. I, just say listen, 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 listen. I, I know where your position is. I know you're speaking from out. Now, you're not speaking as Chris. You're speaking as people in the community who would have something to say. And that is a potential for that. Mm-hmm. But you know me. You know, I'm going to say, fuck them. If five people yeah. show up, if 50 people show up, if 500 people show up. If we do it and we have fun, mm-hmm. guess what's gonna happen? They missed out. And then the next time we do it, it's it's about what we want to do. It's about us doing it. I mm. want to get it done. My thing is, fuck whatever comes from it. I want to get it done. Who's gonna do it with me? I'm like that dude in half bank. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're <laughs> cool. 
Who's coming? Oh, yeah. Who's coming with me, bro? That's all I want to know. Who's coming with yeah. me? Fuck all the rest of that. Who's coming with me? Who's rocking with me? Who's going to help me put this shit together? I can't do it alone. Who's going to help me get sponsorship? Who's going to help me get a spot? Who's going to help me find a spot that is conducive of people from California coming, New York coming, Atlanta coming, Florida coming? Who's going to help me put that together so that way we can say we did this? So I can say this is what I wanted to do and I did that. I can't do it alone. I'm, I'm humble. Mm-hmm. I can't do it alone, Chris. Who's going to help me put it together? It's my vision. It's my mind. It's what I want to do. It's what I've been wanting to do since 2016. Who's going to help me put it together? I'll put my bread up. Who's going to help me put it together? I mean, that's a big part of it really is, uh, you know, who's going to put up some money to make this happen. Because, you know, I'll when put up some money. you start, start organizing shit. More help. I need more help yeah. than just money, bro. Yeah. I can, fuck right. around. I can fuck around and save up the money. It don't I don't, but I can save it up. Nigga, it ain't going to be some thousands. I ain't, I ain't bringing no headliners. <laughs> oh, to do this, it really don't take shit, but to, to designate a city in a weekend and, and go from there. So if we said, yo, everybody, we're going to be in New Orleans or D.C. or wherever the fuck. We're going to be in City A from February. Well, see, the thing is, I want to book out a spot. So if we do a skating rink, I want to buy yeah, that's, that's if, fine. We do, if we do a bowling alley, I want to buy the bowling alley. You feel me? Well, I don't know if we're going to have enough people to buy out the whole place, but what you can't see is what you can do is have your event at the place and then so let's say let's say we go to Atlanta and we take up Cascade. Right. Right. Ooh, so that is Cascade dope, that would be do- hey, cheers to you. I like your thinking cap, bro. Yeah. <laughs> now, we're gonna say Atlanta this weekend, whatever. All right, we wanna go to Cascade, we wanna, you know, hit up a bowling alley, or you know, everybody be going to main event for the night, whatever. Something right. Whatever, we're going to do it. But, you know, all it really take is just to get with them, say, yo, we want to organize an event this night. You do it five, five, six months out in advance. Ain't nobody going to have no shit booked that far out in advance. So, you know, you're going to have the night. And, uh, you know, but they're a business. So either we pay for the whole night or we allow us to take over the branding for the whole night and people still just show up. But it's made clear that this event is for this, and maybe we get a, a large portion of the space dedicated to just us and our party. But I wouldn't say kick everybody out because that makes it really hard to make money that night. And, you know, especially starting out. So, like, yeah, pay for I, the whole I think, I think the important the part time. about it would be to have it far enough out that we can RSVP yeah. a certain amount of people. Yeah. And I think that we also should have. Uh, something going on to where and as we make it worth the money so we can have the people pay in advance so that way we have the money to mm-hmm. dictate a certain amount of space and do a certain amount of things by a certain well, they'll just give us the space because we're bringing well, well we're yeah bringing but I'm saying people. for us we'll know how many people we have yeah you know what yeah. I mean so that way if we organize it through one of those mm-hmm. ticket places where people can buy their tickets in advance for a discounted rate and yeah. then if it's at the door, it's a little bit more. Then we can put that together and mm-hmm. know exactly what we're 
what we're looking at for that, especially starting out for that first support. You feel me? Right. Dude, they'll, they'll roll out they'll, they'll roll out the carpet, red carpet for us only because what we're doing is it. I only know I organized stuff like this before. We're giving them free business. We're right. guaranteeing them free business at night. So they are going to roll out the red carpet. We're going to get breaks on food, whatever, or, or, or roller skate rentals. Well, what me and you need to do, what me and you, because me and you could start this ourselves. Yeah. So what me, and you need, me and you need to do is we need to link up and talk about this on the personal side and get the ball rolling on it and then figure out a date. And then from there, we can see who we can get to go in on it so it ain't just us and so much on us. But if it don't roll off, me and you can come up with a plan to where it is. If me and you are the only two that's putting it together, we mm-hmm. can do it and see how it go. I put up my end, you put up your end, and mm-hmm. we can just roll it from there. But the thing is to get it started, because once it starts, I know it's going to catch. You feel me? It's, yeah, it's, it's going to catch because it's what we need. It's what we need. Bro. Wait, they might let you rent it for a few hours to do LGBT community night. They have once a week. Uh, I'm sorry, that's Tyra. Oh, well, hold on. Tyra can't get featured on here no more. Tyra, Why not? Why you say that? You know about, Tyra. She, no. <laughs> put her thing back up. I didn't even get to read it. Don't be like that. No, I'm just messing with her. I know. I'm just talking shit. Tyra knows I'm an asshole. That's just, that's what I do. <laughs> we all know. <laughs> that's, 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 what we, that's what I do. Uh, they might let you rent it for a few hours or do it on the LGBT community night they have once a week. Um, and, I mean, dude, a weekend is just a Friday. The weekend is just a Friday and Saturday night. Like you really got to just plan for a Friday evening, and maybe something during the day on, on Saturday, something at night on Saturday. Maybe right. a brunch if you really want to go that far. But people might be flying out of town early. Right, 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 right. Like a, a little weekend get together ain't really that involved. Um, I mean, really, once especially when we talk about like we're not even like renting out halls or space or nothing like that. Right, right, right. We right. worry about like caterers and we don't have to do all that legwork. We can just say, look, we want to do this, this, and this. Where are the places that we're going to do this? Uh, I'm not saying that Cascade is the only, there's other skate parks outside of Cascade, but we can find some. We want to go bowling, find a place to go bowling. We want to do a picnic. I feel like this. I feel like like we start somewhere. (laughs) I mean, I feel like Cas- if we can get Cascade, I think that's a beautiful starting point. Yeah, because right. if we start that there and then we come up with a, a eventful like Friday, Saturday solution, and then Sunday is like oh, over and whoever straggles. How's about this? How's about this? We're, we're just going to do this right now, man. What I'm going to do right now is because we got lots of people chiming in and and I will say it like this. Hold on a second. I was wondering. Las Vegas. Hold on. We got Las Vegas. We got Tracy saying, I was thinking the same. Oh, okay, Monica, we're going to do it then. All right. So um, anybody who wants to be involved in the planning of this weekend can email the podcast, menlikeuspodcast at gmail.com. And we will have a Zoom meeting where we can all get together and coordinate and plan some shit. So why don't we just do this? Email the show account. Let me know you want to be involved in this. And Robert and I will join all of the people who respond to this and email the show. Robert and I will join all of you on a Zoom call and 
we will get this thing off the ground. All right. So there we go. It's going to happen. Everybody email. The email is there. Men like us podcast at gmail.com. It is a thing. What did somebody else say? Um, oh, Barbara, I'm sorry. Barbara said you need to write a proposal. You need to first write your proposal, then look for grant opportunities and funders who are interested in supporting your vision. Um, do you need a 501? And maybe somebody who's watching might know. Uh, do you need a 501c3 to, to get grant funding or no? I don't have one yet. I'm getting one. There will be a men like us 501c3 so we can have some more of these uh, in-person events because that's definitely on the roadmap for my nonprofit. But um, I don't know. Do you need that like all finalized and done and set up to get grants or no? Okay. No, you don't, but it helps. Okay. Well, thank you, Barbie. Much appreciated. Um, somebody else suggested we, we check. Oh, well, I can't hear you, bro. We can't hear you. Nah, uh, refresh, refresh the page. Just, just leave and come back in. Yeah. Um, you can be an LLC and have a, have a fiscal sponsor. Well, I do have an LLC already done. Got that done first and I'm working on my 501c3, but, uh, that's for the state of Texas. I don't know. Does that care? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) My lawyer. (laughs) I, I am getting legal help for this. Am I, we am, I, am I back in in the in the, in the zone? Okay. Absolutely. We Just hear you, real man. quick, I wanted to make sure I shouted out my my friend from my page, Sabrina Foster. Thanks for the love because she was commenting, and you know, what I mean, that's my dog, like for real. Like I remember, I got my car, and she took me to get my car. You feel me, like for real? So, yo, shout out to Maddie, Monica, Barbie, Malachi. I right. think I saw Brianna on here. Shout out to Brianna, Aeon, Box 512 Podcast, um, Sabrina, Relly, Relly, uh, Gordon, hey, who else we got on here? Uh, Al- Algernon, uh, G Mike from YouTube, right. Chantrino, right. Tracy, shout him out. Tracy, Tracy, what's it, Rashadi? I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce the last Shout name. Out to Doug, Doug Roy, Stafford. what's up, Roy? I see Roy out there. What's up, Octavia? Miss My Asia. My Asia, yes. YouTube. Yes. Um, Octavia Love. What up? What up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, look. Yeah. Oh, Misha. That's my that's my homegirl right there. Misha L. Morgan Lee. Roy, the homie Roy. We just did a stream. On Friday, um, there was a viewer question that was sent in, just questioning, like, yo, pretty much what what our feedback we've gotten from some women and some people is like, yo, y'all niggas is too loud. You're taking up too much space. Like, y'all niggas is being, y'all niggas is doing too much. Right. And we're like, so there is such a thing as being too transamorous now. Like, so Roy being out here wearing his shirts and doing what he's doing on TikTok and all this, like. Ain't nobody saying ain't nobody saying Conscious Lee is doing too much. They blow his ass up. Ain't nobody saying he's doing too much. Hmm. But you know, and one saying that shit about Lex Newman when he was putting this shit out. 
Mm. I y'all niggas, y'all taking. I mean, up. if you sit around and listen to what people say, man, all we can do is what we do. You know, I got people that love me. I got people that love me, and I got people that hate me. I'm gonna be me regardless. Man. You know what I mean? And I'm gonna support everybody for what they do. Roy Plump is Roy Plump. You feel me? Like, oh, yeah, that's like, like that's that's who he is. He is who he is. You feel yep. me? I am who I am. You are who you are. We different men mm-hmm. with different walks of life. Troy is who Troy is. Troy is an educated gangster. You can't change that. Me, yep. I'm a I'm a I'm an ignorant, smart motherfucker. Like, you can't change that. You feel me? Like yeah. you don't have to accept this or make room or do whatever you gotta do, but that's for you to deal with. That's what he yeah. girls to deal with. That's for whoever to deal with. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is we enjoying our life, we having brotherhood, we doing what we do, and there's people that fuck with us. So the people that fuck with us, I fuck with you. The people who got a problem with it. I'm not arguing with you no more, man. It's 2021, man. I'm enjoying my it's life. Nice, I ain't even tripping on you. You could just watch as the flames yeah. get hotter. Like, that's it. That's all. Like, yeah. all I'm going to do is live and try to accomplish what I'm trying to accomplish. Just like you living or they're living and trying to accomplish what they accomplish. So if they mad at my accomplishments, that ain't my fault. If they mad at my, tri- my trials and failed attempts, that ain't my fault. That ain't my problem. That's their problem. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let them deal with their problems. I ain't dealing with nobody else's problem. I got enough of my own. I ain't dealing with nobody else's problem. Whatever problem you got with me, that's the problem you got, and you gonna sit over there with it. Cause Rob Eskridge, you can mm-hmm. ask my, you can ask my sister-in-law, Janet White, my brother Jeffrey White, my sister Julia White James, my sister Christine Morris. You could ask my cousin Douglas Norris, my uncle Doug. Robert gonna do what the fuck he wanna do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whenever it hits him to do it, like. There's nothing you can do. I'm unstoppable, baby. I'm miraculous. <laughs> I'm miraculous. Man. People can't stand it, and I get it, but I'm mm. still here, baby, with but everything. You, I but you're right. I no. carry it on my shoulders with a smile and very few gray hairs at 46 years old, baby. It's all go. good. <laughs> I'm younger than that, and I got quite a few more. Um, yeah. Stop but it's cool. Um, Stop stressing. You know, what? <laughs> what what you're saying really is um oh lord anywho uh <laughs> what you're but what you're saying about like you know doing you and just you know not dealing with other people's problems is really what I, I I'm really starting to get to the heart of right now with a lot of my talks with guys it's just like yo dude whatever is going on with that chick that's making her that is not your cross to bear right and, don't put this person's problems don't put that shit on like don't put the whole community on your back because you're gonna buckle under 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 all that pressure right and you gotta just be able to live for you and worry about you and you can be empathetic and be supportive and all that stuff but at the end of the day you're not responsible for that shit so like some people they just kind of receive things differently and it's just like yo man you gotta you gotta look out for you so you know if if if, if somebody wants to Twenty-two. What? Oh, um, we'll talk about. We'll we'll plan out this retreat eventually, Barbie. Um, get on e- email the podcast, and I'll make sure to email get you the podcast. Yes, yeah. because we, e- we gonna get back on it. <laughs> email email the podcast. We'll plan this out. We'll set up a Zoom to hey, for coordination committee. Chris, bro, bro, I really appreciate for one the work that you're doing. And I really appreciate 
you know, with everything I've been through, you including me on the work and, and, and supporting me with what I want to do, man. That that sure. speaks volumes to the character of who you are, bro. Because, you know, I remember you reaching out to me when you first was branching out with it and I was too busy to do it. And a lot of people would have been like, when I hit you today, a lot of people would have been like, ah, oh, nah, you know, he ain't hook up with me when I was trying to do this. So I'm big now. Nah, I'm not going to do that. And like <laughs> you, and, I'm just saying, I'm just keeping it a buck. You know, I'm going to keep yeah. it a buck, bro. And like for you yeah. to do that, I can't, I, man, look, y'all, I hit this man up at what, 630, right? Mm -hmm. I made a post on my page to say I was going live <laughs> at 8 o'clock regardless. Chris hit me in my inbox like, that, man, I ain't doing that. You could do it today, tomorrow, or the weekend, or we could do it on the pocket. Like, he gave me a plethora of options to do it. Mm -hmm. I already had said that I was going live at 8 o'clock. So I was going to go live at 8 o'clock. Really, real talk, I was just going to go live from my page and then be like, okay, I'm going to go live from my page and then add Chris. But, you know, Chris a professional. Like, he, he does what he does for real. So he hit my inbox mm -hmm. like, look, this is how we can navigate this. I can do this. I can do that. I can give you this. I can give you that. And I'm like, look, dude, I really just want to do it on the simplest terms because I really just want to talk and get it off. And he still made that happen. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, he made this powered by men like us and empowering me to have a voice when mm -hmm. he really ain't had to. He really could have been on some on some other stuff because, you know, what I mean, I'm very vocal. And, and when I disagree with something, I'm very vocal. And mm -hmm. I've disagreed with stuff that came out the podcast and was very vocal. And Chris is a big enough man to realize that I love him regardless of whatever and say, mm -hmm. hey, man, I got you. So, my Chris, man, you the realest. I fuck with you. And, like, I appreciate the work you're doing because you, you do it selflessly. Even though people attack you and talk shit to you, you do your work selflessly. You try to represent a plethora of people whose background you don't necessarily have. You know what I mean? You ain't have to do this for me. You ain't have to put me on this this cast and expose me to the people, even though, you know, I type my stuff on the podcast and with yeah. podcast, <laughs> put my stuff up. And you know, you know, I'm I'm known in the community, but yeah. you ain't have to do that. You could have been like slip like man. And couldn't have nobody even been mad at you, bro. Yeah. But, but you a real dude like that. And so I had to say that on this podcast. Like, you a real dude like that. So all y'all that come from my nigga Chris Neck, man, like, don't, don't, don't come in my nigga Chris Neck because he a real dude. Like, because he could have been, y'all know how I am. He could have been a way different person with me. When I hit him at 630, he like, own it. This is what we do. When I tell him, hey, man, this is what I'm trying to do for the trans community and the brothers that love trans women he say i'm with you we'll figure it out you feel me you've seen it firsthand so stay off chris neck man like chris chris hard in this you feel me and i see you bro i appreciate you man because yeah. i couldn't have had this conversation in this manner without you being the type of person who was open to give somebody a platform to talk about it absolutely man and i think you know I've always, I, I, and the reason why I was looking for you earlier anyways, because I always knew you were a person that had an authentic voice in this space. And like, you know, that's the kind of shit that need to get out there, man. Cause people, you know, this whole, this whole machine, when I started it, it was built to put 
to give to give people a real look at who we are, how we think, what kind of men we are, because you know, if you if people don't know, they fill in the blanks and they fill in the blanks with misinformation, shit that's completely off base. So it's like, well, all these transamorous men, they ain't, they all losers, they all this, they all niggas that can't get women, they all freaks that live in their mom basement, whatever. It's like, yo, we just regular ass niggas, like we just right. regular. Right, I go outside right now. I'm good. You all got jobs. You, <laughs> you feeling it out there right now, bro? Like I want to put your news out there, but you know, I appreciated the announcement that you made. Um, <clears throat> it's either last week or the week before, but um, you know, like you're doing big things out there too, man. So it's just like we just a bunch of just regular ass dudes, and you know, we and we just need to be represented, man. We need to be represented. And and I'm even and I know this might be taking up too much space. Now I'm gonna get now I'm gonna go back to hate. Do, you, do your thing, man. This but, you know we were talking about it on the show a couple weeks ago. Where it's just like I talked about. It, I said we were talking about. Uh, I think the topic was like transamorous men in media. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'm tired of men being portrayed as shit in every single like every single piece of trans media. And, and when I say men. I'm talking about men that I can identify with in the experience. So I'm talking about men who were not a part of the LGBT community coming from the outside in. Right, regular, right. Regular dudes, regular earners. They don't have a high profile job like a doctor or a lawyer. None of those higher echelon positions. No PhDs. None of that. Right. Just regular guy. And, and, and just is it's just not a complete piece of shit. Can he just not be a complete piece of shit? Because that's where we're at right now. You know, and it's just like I'm, I'm not I, like, yes, there are portrayals out there, men partnering with women and women finding love and all these things happening on these different shows and movies, whatever. But no, I can't identify with any of them. And and the guys in my group can't identify with any of that shit. We ain't got oh, as far as I know, we don't have any doctors in my group. You're right. <laughs> as far as I know, maybe I should ask. Man, I, I, had, to, I had to scrape the gravel for every piece of everything I got, bro. And like for real, for real, I gotta shout mm. out my daughter, Tyler Eskridge, man. Like mm. my daughter, she's 23, right? Mm-hmm. A year ago, we had a conversation because you know I'm 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 very open like about what I'm attracted to. Like, like my real hope for myself is to find me a trans wife. You know what I mean? Like I want I want I, I built my life to wearing ass if I get with a trans woman that gives me what I need as far mm-hmm. as emotionally and, and and everything else, you know, spiritually and who feeds into me, mm-hmm. then her life is gonna be set up. Like ain't nobody ain't gonna be no, it ain't about what she looked like. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I've 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 that's the reason I've carved out my life the way it is. Like, yeah, you're gonna be kind of clocked. If you with me, if you if you beautiful and passable and you with me, you're gonna get clocked because the people at my last job, they all knew. You feel me? So I can answer my call when a motherfucker called me and I'm at work and I can talk to you like a person. The people at the store, they know the store behind my house, the girls that come visit me, they'll go over there. Ain't no problems. The the, the, the weed man ain't gonna give you no problems. Ain't nobody going to give you no problems in my world because my world is already catered out for you to be yourself. You understand what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, and that's a gift and a curse because 
it's it's like facing it's like forcing you to face the fact you are who you are you know mm. what I mean? and so it's a gift and a curse mm-hmm. but the reason i catered that out was because what i want for myself is a wife that is trans that i can come home and feel like that's my base she's beautiful she she she's everything i need and so i'm not looking for nothing else i want mm-hmm. the next relationship i have to be the one where and that's why it's taking me so long to even try to find that because i want my next relationship to be the one where i'm happy with that relationship i don't i'm not looking for nothing outside of that i'm not looking mm-hmm. for i've been through the whole phase i've been through the dl phase i've been through all of those phases so I'm me because I choose to be me, not because I'm too ignorant to be nothing else, not because I'm chasing clout. I'm complete within myself. You know what I mean? I'm not, this ain't no facade. When you meet me, this is what you see. This is who I am. This ain't no internet facade. This is who I am every day in my life. This is who I am. And it's not an activist thing either. It's not an attention seeking thing. You understand? It's just my life. It's what I want for my life. So, you know, for me, it's like I really want to be able to, you know, love on a real level. You know what I mean? So I don't bullshit about it. And I get respect for it because no matter what I did in my past, you can't take that away from me. Mm-hmm. Bro. Like, no matter what I do from here on out, you can't take away my 10-5 days. You can't take away the days I was on the block selling weed to the heroin board. You can't take away the fact that I was the one motherfuckers came up to when they got into certain types of trouble. You can't take away the fact that I rapped and was a city legend in Cleveland back in the day. Shout out to my nephew, too. My nephew, man, his name is Drewski White. If you look on my page, I share this shit. That's my nephew. You can't take away the fact that I put in work in any aspect of my life before I was trans amorous. So you can't take away the fact that I'm trans amorous. Now you're just going to have to accept it because mm-hmm. I'm me. I've always been me and I won't change being me. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah. people don't get that. Like a lot of the girls, especially, they don't get that. They don't get how deep it goes. They just get the surface of where mm-hmm. I'm at now. But it was a lot of work. It was a lot of homelessness. It was a lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of homeless shelter, a lot of, lot of, not having a job, a lot of selling weed, selling crack, a lot of, lot of whole lot of shit before I got to this level. So you can't make me feel like I need to go back. I'm stronger than any nigga that you could ever talk to because I can relate to that dope boy that you glamorized and I can relate to that motherfucker that is in the corporate world who never had to struggle a day in his life. Because I understand that we all have struggles. So I don't put my struggle before your struggle, Chris. You might not have never lived a day in my shoes. But I can understand that your problems is just as important as mine. And that's what makes me relatable across the board. And that's what makes the baby situation so disappointing. Because I thought he was the same type of nigga. Mm. Nah, man. He didn't have he, he didn't have it in him, man. He didn't have it in him. <laughs> Stand up and, and have some damn courage. But yeah, hey, uh, ladies, you heard it here. Robert is looking for a wife. You can apply on Facebook. 
<laughs> Robert Eskridge. Life is already set up for you, baby. Just come move in, baby. Send him a friend request. It's going to take, take a little work, though. My heart my heart ain't, ain't, ain't is hurt, so it's going to take a little work. But you show me some love. I need some love and some head rubs. You know, I keep it ball, so I need a little yeah. head rub. But you get me together, I'm going to get you together, baby. Yeah. I pay no bills. I got the bills to kill, baby, because I got to keep a roof over my head. So I keep a roof over yours. You feel <laughs> real, real. And you know what, bro? That like real talk for me. Like that's why I was never really, I never really stressed about how much a girl did or didn't make. Cause I'm like, yo, but the bills is paid as fuck. As long as right. I'm money, we good. We show up, we like, we can, if I link up with the right girl, we can make, we can make, we can make whatever we want to make, however we want to make. Yeah. I got, I got plans for your plans, baby. I think a lot deeper than you think. So this ain't ain't big for no reason. <laughs> sure, man. Uh, well, look, I enjoyed finally, finally getting you on. It definitely, bro. It was most definitely worth it. Hey, look, we was just trying to do 30 minutes. We did two hours and 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. Two and a half. I was like, yeah, this could be like 30 to 40 minutes. And then right, we right. It was supposed to be, but you know, yeah. God's plans is bigger than ours. You feel me? So, sure. you know, it is what it is, man. I really enjoyed it. I'm glad we got to do this, and I'm glad we got to do this in front of y'all, and y'all got to see, you know, who Rob and who Chris is when mm. we link up. You feel me? Because we know who we are when we link up, but a lot of y'all don't know because I sit back in the background a lot. You know what I mean? I ain't even go front. Like, <laughs> like I chop it up with Chris. Chris, Chris mm. in my inbox. Troy, that's my A1 from day one. Like, that's yeah. like y'all. Okay, so I'm going to give y'all a little game. Y'all might have seen me in the Baby Yoda t-shirt. The reason I copped that, right, when I saw it, I copped the NASA shirt and the Baby Yoda. The reason I copped the Baby Yoda is because Troy is Yoda, and I feel like I'm Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Nick, motherfuckers don't know that, but for yeah. Troy always <laughs> talking that I'm Yoda shit. And I was like, I'm gonna get the baby Yoda and I'm gonna see. And he ain't said shit about it to this day. Motherfuckers gave me compliments on that shirt on like a couple different occasions on my on my Facebook page. But he the reason I caught that. I'm like, you Yoda nigga, I'm baby Yoda, nigga. Fuck it, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. That's what's up, man. But yeah, look, uh, we gotta do this again, man. So um, anytime, brother, anytime, man. It's been pleasurable, man. Keep this on the table, man. And everybody, again, who's interested in helping us organize a little fun, you know, meet mixer, meetup weekend, whatever. We'll we'll figure out a name for it, but whatever. If you're interested in in, in coordinating this event weekend for with us, by all means, email men like us pocket at gmail.com. Uh, Robert and I will join everyone who emails this email address on a Zoom call and we will hash out dates, cities, and try to get some ideas for some events we can do in those cities and start planning out from there. So it should be pretty easy for us to get done. And, um, you know, again, men like us, podcast at gmail.com. And I've organized events like this already before, bro. Like I've organized my family reunions, which is like, oh, we get 400 people in. But that's what I need. Yeah. I appreciate you for doing it. Let's do it. That's, thing, that, bro. that's the knowledge I need, man. That's mm -hmm. the knowledge I need. Thanks for helping a little ghetto motherfucker like me get this shit off, man. I appreciate sure. it. <laughs> I appreciate it. That's how we supposed to link. We supposed to link the hood with the upper echelon so we can all go together. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> shit.
You don't know about Milwaukee. <laughs> don't know about Milwaukee, man. Let me tell you something. What's up, Lexi? What's up? Uh, <laughs> nah, I don't know nothing about Milwaukee. I ain't been to Milwaukee, man. I got friends in Milwaukee, though. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a gutter little city. Yeah, I know it's gutter, man. I follow that dude. I don't know if you know about Tory. Uh, it's a guy named Tory there who does a lot of commentary and a lot of stuff for the hood in there. And he, he's uh, yeah, I think it's like Tory Love. Yeah, yeah. Tory Love. Tory Lowe, Lowe. Yeah, Tory Lowe, yeah, Lowe. Yeah, yeah. I've been following him yeah, for years yeah. since that, that, that shooting happened down there with the police. Yeah, he's yeah. very vocal about that. And he's Dr. done a lot Hamilton. of work down there. You know yeah, what I mean? He's Dr. always Dr. in the mix and he, he does a lot of stuff like Milwaukee you do go mix. down. He 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 definitely is. He's always um he's definitely always in the mix. He used because I used to report news down there, so he was always that dude. Yeah. But he was like just starting out back then. But anywho, right. um, all right, y'all. Well, everybody, thank you for staying on with us. I know yes. it's been a two hours one. and 30 minutes. <laughs> we probably done changed over audiences about three times during this. But thank <laughs> you for those of y'all that are still here. Appreciate y'all. Send an email to that email address. Get at me and, and help us plan this event. And, you know, fuck, we can even get something done this year. If we do it this year, it had to be in a warm place like Atlanta because the winter's coming. Right, right. right. Or early spring, it had to be in the south because winter is coming. Right. So whether it's Dallas, uh, Atlanta, Houston, Orlando, Miami, New Orleans. I'm with it, though. Whatever, wherever we got to do it, we can do one for the winter. We can do one for the fall. Well, I'm thinking we should do one. If, if, if it comes that early, do something for the winter and then do something for the spring. And then do something for the fall of next year. Spring and mm. fall of next year, winter of this year. You know what I mean? That's what I think we can accomplish comfortably. Okay. All right. Sounds good, bro. Sounds good. But yep, we're going to sign off, y'all. And um, we'll catch y'all later. Yeah. Thanks, Big Chris. Hey, man, y'all have a good night. I appreciate everybody for looking. And I appreciate you, Chris, for, for having me, man. Let's keep this thing rolling, bro. Hell yeah. I'm with it, bro. All okay. right. All right. Hold on. Wait. All right.